It's good. You, you know what you're doing with your um, recording. So now it's recording. Now we've got a red light. Right. Yeah, Just it. think, mm. whatever you think. Are we recording? Red light, because look to your left. On air. <laughs> Clues in the title, lad. <laughs> and the colour. Silence on set. <laughs> Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're listening to this, and welcome to the Personal Jukebox Podcast. My name is Simon, you're joining me as live from Studio 2 with a fantastic professional, or I've been told a semi-professional setup here. We're rocking this for the first time here. As I said, my name is Simon, I'm going to be looking at the Sex Pistols, never mind the Bollyocks album, and joining me here in Studio 2... He is a lazy sod, and now he's got a reason to do a podcast. It's Mr. Neil Ningarrett. Give it up. Woohoo! Thank you very much. We all love a semi. <laughs> we do. We've got a semi. <laughs> We've got a semi in hand right now, and we're ready to rock and roll. It's swindle it all over the place. Ning. Hello. How's life been treating you? I'm here, still kicking, screaming, yeah. crying. It's, uh, it hasn't been ages since I last saw you, but it was definitely last year. Um... How's the new year? Is it new year? New year? Yeah, 23. Sounds weird. Can't work it out yet. <laughs> I said to you earlier, wait, uh, January and February, get them out of the way, and then uh, a year for me starts in March. Oh, yeah. All yeah. the depression goes. You don't like the winter That's, months, no? No, I don't. don't. November. Probably, November's not so bad because it's Courtney's birthday and everything, but like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah December. Yeah. yeah, you get that little bit of fun at Christmas time, but yeah. But then January and February. <laughs> There's nothing going for them at all, is there? We are seeing the uh, green shoots of spring, I do believe, coming through. Oh, I don't know. No, global warming and everything. It all happens at different times. The leaves don't even come off the trees now until like end of November. <laughs> it's when was at school. They used to come off at the end of August. There was all the bloody leaves everywhere. Yeah, last year seemed to like be really fucked up as compared to other years. I don't know if it was. Um, oh, there's the oh, first yeah, one. Oh, yeah, there's oh, the first one. Up already. <laughs> Who set this mic up? Oh, yeah, it was God me. Damn, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something that I've wanted to cover. We spoke about covering this for uh, quite a while, haven't we? This is it now. This is the pinnacle. I'm, I'm done. I'll probably never do a pod with you ever again now. That's it. This is the only one I've wanted to do for so long. We were we were due to do something else, which we will do in the future. And then circumstances conspired. And, uh, and yeah, we're here. Yes, so we are going to be looking at, never mind the bollocks, the 1977 album from the Sex Pistols. Widely considered, I would say, around the world, and especially in this country, to be incredibly what's the word um incredibly what's the word influential <laughs> incredibly inf- an incredibly influential album inspired loads of bands there's like gigs isn't there where there's loads of people who are in different bands who then went on to make those bands it was, it was like a now a kick up the arse or a or was it a kick up the arse or it was like fucking hell these idiots on stage can do it i'm sure we can do it as well oh yeah it, it, it was <laughs> a, it was a scene the first ever scene that was like literally for the kids 
Properly. Well, yeah, yeah, and I suppose it, so. Like anyone over the age of like 25 or whatever, you're considered a granddad. You like, old bastard. Get out the way, yeah. granddad. You haven't got a kid. You haven't got a clue what, <laughs> yeah, what the kids are going through. <laughs> not got a clue. I'm going to get straight up with this one. I'm not as... Um, and not as up on the background of the pistols as you are, because they would be... Here's one for you. What is your background with the Sex Pistols? Well, for a start, we'll get we'll get it in there. In my mind, and my opinion, it is the best album ever recorded in the world, ever. Oh, oh God. Oh, no. I've stood by that. I've stood by that for <laughs> so long now. It is. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Just is, So, this... So <laughs> Next the, question. The, the, <laughs> I'll have a difference in my mind, and I'll, I'll know which, which is the best albums and which are, like, my favourite albums. Would this, like, be both for you? Have we ever had that conversation about... Uh, there's not many. You may have one. You probably have got one. Uh, where there's... It'll probably be in your top... It's got to be in your top ten. An album that doesn't have a shit song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, a lot yeah. rocking yeah. or shit, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rare. Yeah. So... Is this that for you? Uh, yeah. There's not a shit song on it, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Solid gold, man. The thing is, it's 12 tracks, isn't it? And it flies by to breakneck speed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly I've, as they intended. I, I definitely heard this album years ago. But when I knew that we was going to do this, or I was going to put this to you to do this album, I've probably listened to it like a, about 10 times in the past week or so. And... You fly through it. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a really breezy, easy listen, to be honest. I do enjoy, every now and again, getting the guitar out, turning the desk on, putting my earphones on, mm-hmm. playing it, along to it. Playing along to it. Yeah, yeah, back, yeah, back yeah, to yeah. back. Yeah. Every now and again, I have a little, never mind the bollocks session, and I play it. Um, have, you noticed the, uh, have you noticed the new Uggs? Nice, them. <laughs> Look at them. Check them out. Nice, them. That was it, nice. That was Christmas present, that was. Dead, Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've just, well, yeah, like, like them, but not them. I've just had a new pair of DeWalt's, you know, the, the brown yeah, ones yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 so nice, isn't they? Turn up on site with them. It's like, you know, you know, when you turn up at school with, like, some fresh white Adidas trainers, stamps, straight away, you're worried about stamps. And it's like, you got DeWalt's, it's like, anyone? Stamps, anyone? Not going to matter. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking DeWalt's, mate. You can ride the JCB over it if you want. <laughs> Along the lines of the whole fashion thing, where... The Sex Pistols, the, do you consider them to be like the originators of this? Every musical thing has a, has a fashion side to it as well, doesn't it? You know what I mean? They kind of go hand in hand. Were the it's, bands around before them who were doing this? Well, it's all, it's all connected as well, of course. We go straight to Vivian Westwood, uh, mm-hmm. who's recently passed. God yeah, rest her yeah, soul. Yeah, yeah. Bless that lovely woman. Um, it, of course, the fashion thing started with that because... Uh, with Malcolm McLaren or whatever, it was his shop originally, and it got changed names a couple of times and themes of what the shop was or whatever. So you got the fashion element from there. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so there's that many things in connected to it, and then of course you've got some people say New York Dolls was the first punk. Yeah, that was Malcolm McLaren's first uh, band that he managed. Oh, was that McLaren as well? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know and that. then of course he he claims that he brought it all back from America. Took it to Ch- uh, whatever oh, Chelsea Road, London, where the shop yeah. uh, shop was. Yeah, fact checkers, I think I might have got the address wrong there, but never mind. Yeah. Um, New York Dolls was before the Sex Pistols. Yeah, 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 yeah. just before. Like I said, but Malcolm McLaren seriously failed while he was a manager of bands in America, and that he failed, he was rubbish. Okay. So um, he came back and everything to the shop, and then he, he got involved in the shop and everything, and uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say it's very, very much the brainchild to a certain extent of Malcolm McLaren. Do you think he had, right, I'm going to put together 
a band or I'm going to put together these guys and it's going to be my like meal ticket kind of thing. Yeah. Malcolm McLaren was a raging narcissist. He took the credit for everything. Well, it, it, he Literally, would. Somebody else could like do a shit and he'd take the credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> he was one of them. Would you say he would be, you know, like you hear loads of stories about bands not turning a coin because the manager and the management team is making the money from it. Is that the same case for the Sex Pistols as well? Oh, you know, I haven't even watched the you know the documentary series that's been on. I haven't watched it. Oh, right, okay, I'll yeah. watch that. It's brilliant. Is, is that legit? Yeah, is, that, is that legit? Is that like kind of what happened, do you think? Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, yeah. Me and Courtney watched it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we binge watched a bit of it uh, or whatever, and it was, uh, yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Thoroughly enjoyed it. John Lydon, I'm guessing, wasn't the biggest fan of that documentary, though. No, not at all. Didn't, didn't approve it. Got all the paperwork over and uh, whatnot but uh, he didn't no. what he didn't approve the making of it he he got paid like all the rest of them and that yeah, he was yeah, the yeah. only one that didn't sign the whole deal so to speak oh so he was, he, the only, he, was the only, he got all the all the stuff yeah the script the whatever the same yeah. as all the all the the other members of the band that gave yeah. their blessing or whatever so there obviously there's a contract and everything so once yeah, you've read yeah, the script thought. once you whatever you've seen the actors that are going to play yeah you've approved it you whatever you sign it off mm-hmm. he was the only one that didn't sign it off and why didn't he sign it off because it's john lydon and he's an awkward sod he's like just uh an abrasive yes you could give him yeah, a million God. quid and he'd go well actually wanted a million and one yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and literally stick his face to it and be yeah, like... Yeah, you go, you can poke it, I don't want it. Yeah. How yeah. rude. <laughs> He's one of them. <laughs> and then we've got a little clip there where he was on this morning, wasn't he? It was on this morning, yeah. This morning with... Um, I'm at Alison and Kermit. Yeah, and Kermit Adriere. <laughs> Alison, only up the road here. How I'm not this, a fan, I'll be how, honest. How this woman's got a career is a fucking it's shock to my mind. <laughs> So anyway, um, he was on that, and they were. He was this typical abrasive self in the in the interview. And what does Dermot reads out a little statement? Does it? I've got got a, a little statement clip from in. Disney and a statement from Danny Boyle. Okay, yeah, listen to this. And so I said no to that. Sure. And they held that kind of in reserve. So I think the plot elaborates from that. We have to have a right to reply. Disney said Boyle's uh, contacted Lydon's management company about the planned series, but direct contact was, was declined. And Steve no, no, said no. before, if the shoe was on the other foot, no one would have a problem. I'm excited for him to see it. I won't be surprised if anything comes out. I'm just excited. Also, Danny Boyle has previously said, I love Lydon for what he does, and I don't want him to like it. I think that he's uh, he has an absolute right. Why would you change the <laughs> habit of a lifetime? That's what Danny Boyle says. Oh, you... Uh, oh, uh, sorry for language. Yeah, Johnny, sorry can we that. just focus on, <laughs> on, on Johnny. Well, is, what focus did he actually on, say there? What did he say? He leans forward. Yeah, said that Danny Boyle said something about Johnny Lydon should never, you know, quit doing this, that, the other. I think John Lydon's response was, "What would you know? You fucking cunt." And we're talking, uh, what are we talking, like, you know, half ten, something? Yeah, half ten, eleven o'clock in the morning. Half eleven on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, drop anything. All the unemployed and the grannies watching it, yeah. <laughs> this this is the, the only studio album, isn't it, by the Sex Pistols? Yes. Yeah? Correct. Like, the only one. I mean, it's been fucking rinsed through the years, and everybody's made their fair few quid off this, haven't they? There's yes. been along the, along the way, yeah. Yeah, it, it debuted at number one, absolutely uh, incredibly for the time, shall we say. But there seemed to be such a wave of um, 
a wave of fandom, I suppose. It's it's the way stuff used to be. You build stuff up through singles, and then you're talking like nearly a year after the first singles come out, they put the album out. The story behind that, where they moved from record company to record company to record company. What was the first one that they were on? Um, uh, A&M. A&M Records. Who they were with. I presume they got an advance from them and then... 40 grand advance, which, which we'll in, come to in a bit, which they discussed on the Bill Grundy in, interview. Okay, okay. So they got that, that £40,000 advance, started doing the stuff, and then that label dropped them. Yeah. Yes, that might have been another one before it as well, because I think the, the advance from A&M was like 75 grand, and then the advance from EMI was even more, like 150 grand or something. I'll check in a sec, I'll come back yeah, to it, but yeah. the, the amount of advances that they had on each one um, and it's funny that when when they did uh, on Virgin, Richard Branson, mm-hmm. no advance was done or because it was like literally ready to record. So Richard Branson went, I'll pay for the recording, I'll press everything, I'll do the bang and he, got it out. There's no no need for an advance. You don't need nothing. You've got instruments, you've got yeah, everything, you've, you've got, got the setup, you you've got money. And they actually recorded it at a studio in London in the other room was Queen. Oh, really? <laughs> at the same time? Yes. That's when that's when um, Sid Vicious went in and tried to give Queen a bit of shit and um, Freddie Mercury, his name Sid, uh, Sid Vicious, his name uh, Simon Beverly. Yeah. And um, uh, <laughs> Freddie Mercury gave him serious crossing down in his posh voice. He said, um, "He said I, I think I called him uh, Simon Ferocious or something like that." <laughs> now listen to me, Simon. <laughs> I want to respect him like that. <laughs> gave him a proper dressing down. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, Sid Vicious burst into, basically, into Queen's recording studio, get the fucking bigger than Freddie Mercury. It was like, nah, I'll deal with this cunt. <laughs> shall, we, shall we have a bit of that Bill Grundy interview now? Because Yeah, we can go straight to that if you we, want. We, yeah. can, we can go straight to this because they are this band who've put out... Oh, have they even put out a single? Yeah, they've put out a single now, haven't they? Anarchy in the UK, that was the first single. Yes, that's... Yeah. that's out. Okay, so that's, Anarchy, been, that's charted as well. So, so Anarchy in the UK is the first single they've put out, and they're this new. I, I can only imagine what it was like at the time to be around this new. Da- you know, people all say, "Oh, Guns and Roses were dangerous," which they were. You know what I mean at the point, yeah. But this is another level kind of thing, isn't it? Really, this had never been done because everything in the music industry was it was always so clean. Yeah, they'd yeah, never yeah, had, yeah, yeah. They'd never had this kind of thing. This is like. I mean, this, at the time, this was like if ABBA had, had a, like released a song with like four different swear words in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been yeah. absolute outrage, wouldn't it? Oh, you know what I mean? Can you imagine the storm well, if they'd have done something like so outlandish and just left think, field? Just as think that. Of the outrage that you know bands like comes to my head straight away. You know the Rolling Stones yeah, yeah. were always probably like the dirtier equivalent of the Beatles, but they were doing nothing on this. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. This, this is just, this is just. Kids, teenagers, and 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 kids in their early twenties that are just have had enough of the establishment mm. and, and and leaders and this and there's nothing going for them. I think they leave school or there's jack shit. If you're not done well in your what were they uh, O levels at the time or whatever, yeah. if you're not done whatever, you just dumped out on the street. And I that's think it. I think nothing it's, for you. It's very relative of the time, isn't it? Of yeah. what's what was going on at the time in the country and things like that, and it just. Touched, eh? You got a Labour, you got a Labour government. I think you got a Labour government at the time. They're, they're striking and this, that, the other, with all the unions yeah, and this, that, yeah. the other. So what? It's just does, shit. Does that sound familiar? Well, funny <laughs> enough, actually, yeah. Turn on the news now. What do you see? <laughs> Same shit. Do we have a point in this interview, or do you, do, shall we just like um, just play it? 
I'll just just play the lot yeah. out, and I'll just I'll just cut in at, at various bits. So so this is uh, it's out on Yorkshire Television or whatever. But it, it's yeah. um, it should have been uh, an interview with Queen basically, but Freddie Mercury was ill, so they uh, couldn't they couldn't do it. So they last minute okay. got the pistols in. That group have received forty thousand pounds from a record company. Doesn't that seem uh, to be slightly opposed to their anti-materialistic view of life? Uh, oh. More to marry Really? Oh, yeah. Well, tell me more about it. fucking spent... There's the first word. I don't know, have you? Nobody knows. Yeah. No one even heard that one, because he was drunk himself, and he wasn't paying attention. When he asked, well, what do you do to money? And I said, we fucking spent it. Well, tell me more about it. fucking spent it, haven't we? I don't know, have you? Yeah. yeah. It's all gone. Really? Down the yep. boozer. Really? <laughs> Down the boozer. Down the boozer. <laughs> I want to know one thing. Beethoven, Mozart, Bach, and Brahms have all died. Really? What are we saying, sir? Wonderful people. Are they? Oh, yes, they really turn us on. What do they do? Well, suppose they turn other people on. That's just their touch, really. And Ron, he slipped up and said shit under his breath. It's what? Nothing, a rude word. Next question. No, no. What was the rude word? Shit. <laughs> really? Good heavens, you frightened little girl. Oh, all right. What about you girls behind? Are you, uh, <laughs> Are you worried or are you just enjoying yourself? Enjoying myself. Are you? Yeah. Uh, so that's what she was doing. Always wanted to meet you. Did you really? Yeah. Susie. She was just that's being Susie like, Sue, yeah. Susie Sue, yeah. Susie Sue. You said, I'll make you a meet after. Well, meet after, shall we? <laughs> 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 you dirty <laughs> son. <laughs> you dirty <laughs> Steve completely understood that he was talking to a drunk, as you would a drunk in a pub. I think that's John Lydon talking. Well, keep going, Chief, keep going. Yeah. Go on, you've got another five you seconds. Dirt, Take something outrageous. You dirty bastard. I just remember this fucking cunt just started provoking us, and we coated him off. Go on, again. <laughs> you dirty fucker. What a clever boy. What a fucking rotter. Well, that's it for the mate. The um, other rocker, Abel, I'm saying nothing else about him. So, is this live? Yes, this was live about half past five ish or something. Because it's, it's got to be, hasn't it? Because this was like, yeah, still, yeah, your one show of the day type yeah. thing. Christ above. I mean, that's the that's the kind of thing which. Um, Bill Grundy was sacked uh, next day and he. Oh, yeah, Bill Grundy he, was sacked? Yeah, sacked next day, didn't work again. He, he died not long after it. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. What a, sh- what, a, what, a, what a shame for the man. <laughs> yeah. Nah, apparently he was, a, he was a right fucking rotter. Oh, was I? Oh, was yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a fucking yeah. drunk. A fucking, yeah. Ah. Because they were all pissed up. They got in the green room. They yeah. just pried them with a load of booze and whatever. They basically pried them for what they were doing. Him, what are you doing? You're going out on, on live television. What are you doing? They were like, well, there's all this booze here. And he was he was in the green room with them, doing a bit of nonsense again. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he was boozing up with them because he says at the start of it, I'm as drunk as they are, and no. he literally was. No way. So it was, it was all it was all a thing. He thought he was gonna set them up so they'd be forever taken off air and and, and this that the other. Who would have thunk that um, you know people who was on TV and stuff in the seventies were wrong and so. Everything like like I said before, everything was so nice, wasn't it? Yeah. Even in even in rock yeah, and, yeah. And, and whatever you got it's, like Mark Bowling and everything. T yeah. Rex was like a bit a bit rude, a bit racy, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't offensive, Get was it? It, on. <laughs> it wasn't offensive. You know what I mean? What's your opinion as a T Rex? Um, my my mom's a massive fan. She's she's seen it. Uh, him them. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, 
Birmingham Padrone or somewhere like that. Because quite that, a few bands that my mum's seen. I'm jealous. So she's in the Beach Boys, for God's sake. So T-Rex and that whole like what you would call the glam movement. Yeah, that's just before this, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that it's got to yeah. be, hasn't it? Yeah, there was there was that going on the glam thing and also the disco scene, like of course, you, yeah, Blondie course, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of shit. Because Blondie was still like going then, still into the eighties, weren't they? Like early eighties. Yeah, stuff, that's yeah. when you got your 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 post punk stuff. Yeah. That's when you yeah. got your jam and your, your shit like that, and yeah. your wet and your undertones and your whatever. That's the that's your post post punk. One of the things, obviously, we always do is look at the music at the time, and this gives us a, a fantastic... It's just going to be ABBA, loads of disco shit, uh, Brother Beyond, it's just going to be... Brother Beyond? Brother Beyond, now. Nah, <laughs> Brotherhood of Man. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, fucking hell, Slade were probably in the charts. Oh, God. Okay, well, we've got something a little bit different this time. The number one album... Mark Goldfield, probably. Was <laughs> I'm just trying to think of loads of shit in the mid-70s that was knocking about. The number one album contained this. Oh, by the way, Amy Winehouse. Um, uh, I can't think of this. Back in Black. Uh, yeah. I think the sample at the start of that is from that. It's from yeah, Baby yeah, Love, yeah. Start. This is. It, it was the number one album at the time, but it is a bit of a treat. A cheat, not a treat. Um, Dinah Ross and the Supremes, it was their 20 golden greats. So it's like a best of collection. Yeah. Number two is, is as well Cliff Richard with 20 golden greats at the same time. The Maclads did a piss type version of that and they called it 20 golden crates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess that's part of the course there, isn't it? <laughs> one thing that I thought we'd do, instead of just looking at the number one, we'll have a quick rundown of the top ten okay. that was in the UK at the time. Number ten was this. This was some Broadway show or something. You were saying there was a bit of disco still. So you've got... Star Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, it's the galactic funk version of Star Wars by Mecco. Well, (laughs) hey... It was the franchise. Just listen it's, to there's, it. There's no wonder a, seat, a tape was done. It's like the stars in their eyes version of the, uh, of the, of the Star Wars God. music. Oh, it's a point. Listen to it. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> listen to it, no. Or I'll take my earphones off. <laughs> Next track was... Now, I don't know... I, I don't know who Danny Mirror is. Suddenly. Have you ever heard that name before? So you've got a guy called Danny Mirror, and this was his song, I Remember Elvis Presley. Surely Elvis had died around this time, yeah? 77? Yeah, I was li- uh, listening to a podcast the other day, and they were, uh, they were discussing the death of Elvis and everything, and yeah, this song came out the year he died. This is somebody that was like, oh, I'm going to make some coinage off this. Elvis Presley. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they were ripping it, because it said he even sounds like, he's trying to sound like him. Yeah, Danny Mirror. You ever heard of him? This is the only thing he did. What a one-hit wonder. I mean, listen. Opportunist. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
on the chart was actually a song off this album so we'll come to that in a moment okay number seven was this tell me when you know it you are who's the artist remind me ram jam that's the one ram jam oh weren't it on an advert I think it was it's nice. prime for an advert, isn't it? It doesn't seem like seventies is in this tune. To, to me, that's why I'm thinking it must have been re-released because it, yeah. it seems like nineties. This was so on an advert, like something from like dry blackthorn or something. Remember they had smoke on the water and stuff. It's mad, yeah. I used to get these confused. Was it black black crows or one of those. Yeah, there's. <laughs> oh, that, what's that band? Jimmy Gillespie. What's he in? Um, Bobby Gillespie. Bob, that's the one. Bobby Gillespie. <laughs> Primal Scream. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Remind me of Primal Scream as well. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Gillespie sounds a footballer. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Gillespie. Um, <laughs> footballer. What was Played for Celtic. Yeah, yeah. And there was with, the other with one. The in St John. Yeah, and there was. <laughs> I'm making that up. It's probably real. <laughs> Number six was this. Ah, oh, tune. That's living alright. <laughs> living alright. You are. Do you know who wrote this? No. Not status quo. Uh, same dude that wrote Bad Moon Rising. I think his name John Fogerty. I don't know. Yes, that dude no. wrote that. He wrote it uh, for his band, and he yeah. was like, when they played it out, and he was like, nah, give this status quo. This ain't, this ain't our shit. And they fucking literally, rode that train all the way to the bank. He just went, yeah, lads, write a tune, you, you play it. Sounds better if you don't play it. This is so... I mean, this just sounds really, to me, early 80s, I suppose, because Quo were fucking massive when I was like a little, quid, the, little I mean, kid. Imagine just getting that on a plate, just going, oh, man, Well, wow, cheers. Oh, cheers, mate. Thank you very much for that one. Nice one. Well, your Prince did that, didn't he? he gifted quite a lot of tunes to Yeah, people. yeah, yeah. I said about that in a, in a couple of episodes ago. Uh, the next one went to the top five. You did say them earlier. The name of the game, whatever. What's the name of the game? It sounds like a um, what's the name? Uh, with the big conk. It was a big singer in your era on Smooth. Um, she did the song with Robin Gibb. Don't Barbara know. Streisand. It sounds oh, like Barbara a Barbara Streisand, Streisand number. Probably. Uh, what's your feelings on Abba? Uh, no. no. Wallpaper. <laughs> What's the point? Well, no, <laughs> no, no, don't have my mom. Just love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. They're Marmite yeah. band, aren't they? I think. Well, yeah. I'm surprised that they are so Marmite because 
there's fantastic pop sensibility in there, <laughs> you know. No, no, great. Yeah. The, the, the geezer, is it the one on the piano, the one that writes most of the tunes or whatever? I think it's, it's him. It's one of the dudes, isn't it? Yeah. It's, one of, it's him. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, it is him, cause it, and he just writes all of them on piano. Every mm. single one has just been wrote um, box standard, dead straight on piano. Mm. Um, I think he's, is, is he... Benny, yeah, that's the one. I was going to say Bjorn, <laughs> but yeah. Surely, is it Benny and Bjorn? That's Haber, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just like Andrea, or whatever, whatever her name Andrea. is. Benny, Bjorn, and the other one that starts Adam. with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Adam. <laughs> oh, my God. Anna? Anna, yeah. Oh, she was in yeah. Frozen, yeah. That's where they get the name from. But yeah, they're really good. Uh, there's like two or three songs, like, oh, fucking Waterloo, brilliant yeah. song. Yeah, it's just that, that like... Popness, you know, in a minute, it's, uh, it's kind of the blueprint for going forward, really. Yeah, everyone loves a bit of cheese every now and again, I suppose, don't they? We're into the uh, this is your top four, and this is another person. Have you ever heard of David Soul before? Oh, yeah, 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 Silver Lider. It was right, okay. Can you remember Little Britain, right? Yeah, right. Now, one of the things it was in the latter series. The scenario was there was a kid that was ill in hospital, <laughs> yeah. right? And his uh, mom and dad is to try and get as many celebrities and this is that the other to, to to his bedside or whatever. Okay. And the mom was obsessed with David David Soul. Okay. And yeah. they were from the West Midlands. Yeah. Right. So of course every time David Soul. That was it. Oh, really? Come and turn up, and she'd go. The strapline was, "Oh my God, it's David Soul! <laughs> I can't believe you've come to see our." Let's call it Ajimi. It's a, yeah, that was one of the characters, and that was the strap run. Oh, oh my god, it's David Soul. I wasn't aware of the work of David Soul, honestly. Yeah, he's, he was like a poor man's. Um, oh, uh, was the, who's the one that does. Uh, Neil. Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond, yeah. Poor yeah, man yeah. Neil's da- yeah. Neil Diamond. David Soul. Your soul, my soul. Or a, shit, soul. Or a shit David Essex. <laughs> Number three. Off to the right, isn't it, that one? Christ, it's an intro. I didn't know what day it was. What a tune. (laughs) Yeah, it is actually, isn't it? I was just waiting, right, I was just waiting to see out of any of the shit that you play is actually in my record collection. This one is. <laughs> this is one of them songs. It's not a banger, but it's a fucking fantastically crafted song, isn't it? One of my mum's uh, Rod Stewart albums she used to play in the car, this tune was on it, man. It's, yeah. this, this is good. It's a smooth radio classic. We'll, we'll, we'll bump it up for the chorus, is it now? Oh no, he's going round again. Go on, Rod. Actually, yeah, he's going, going the, the long way around there, isn't he? Um, yeah, Rod Stewart, legitimate, yeah. yeah. Funny. Yeah. Just, yeah, great, funny. <laughs> Hilarious. 
Here's a full-size football pitch in his back garden. <laughs> <laughs> Just classic. Oh, and he, he, he had a fight with the council for ages and ages over the speed bumps that was in his road. Cause oh, yeah, when that got recent? Couldn't get his Lambo over him. Was that what recent? I remember <laughs> seeing that, yeah. Not so long, but during COVID and all that shit, <laughs> when he got nothing to do, he was like, ah, oh, fucking, make me a fucking light. I can't even get my fucking Lambo to the fucking street. Because <laughs> that's exactly how he talks. <laughs> So we've got that. Number two is this. So, so we've got Black is Black by Belle Epoque or Epoque. Disco Remnants again. Well, Studio 2, under its last um, upgrade, it's just had. Now, if I was to switch the MIDI keyboard on and the drum machine, we could literally replicate this tune we could that's do happening this, right yeah. now. Black. Press Black. a few buttons. Just imagine, just imagine, picture yourself. I this song so much the clubs, the clubs of the day, yeah, yeah. this music playing. Do you, you know what I mean? Just imagine what they were like. Was it? Who's this? The, those black girls, the, the ones that did bloody. Oh, what were they called? Uh, the, the song. It's by um, oh, Belle. Belle. <coughs> a poke. It's like a, a white girl and two black girls behind her on the cover. It sounded like the band that did Daddy, Daddy Cool. It sounded like. Oh no, that was. Um, oh, that's fucking. <sighs> they do sound like that, actually, yeah, yeah. Who was Daddy's Daddy Cool? That's, that, that's, that's what I said, those three black girls. I'm trying to think of them. Oh, fucking hell. They did the Christmas song. Uh, Boney M. Boney M. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and along the lines of this, the number one song in the UK when the Sex Pistols album was released was this. Always reminds me of Don't Leave Me This Way, but it's not. Actually, yeah. That's a tune. <laughs> <laughs> the Erasure version. Don't leave me this way. Don't be there. Yeah, I've got it. Oh, she's very, uh, she's getting into it, isn't she? Yeah, we've got Baccarat with Yes Sir, I Can Boogie. Bert Baccarat. Not Bert Baccarat. <laughs> Just Baccarat. Yeah. Bert Baccarat's got nothing to do with this. I'm <laughs> waiting <laughs> for the chorus. want to hear it. When I, was at, when I used to work at B&Q and they have, you know, just like, radio, this was on it, all the oil. Woman confirming that she can dance all night long. Boogie if not, all, all night long. All night long, if necessary. Yeah. I can king dance, and I won't <laughs> stop either until you tell me to. <laughs> I'll fucking boogie. <laughs> we always look at what the other side of the Atlantic was doing as well. This is the last one before we get into it. Oh man. Um, Debbie Boone. <laughs> this one I've not heard of. Not Ken Boone. 
<laughs> Debbie Boone. <laughs> to me, it sounds like, you know, you said uh, your man earlier was a poor man's... Neil. Neil Diamond. yeah. Um, poor, poor man's Karen Carpenter might be this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, dearie me. One that Karen Carpenter ch- chucked in the bin, she was in the studio, she walked past it. I love that fucker. She, she don't want it. Had R&B not um, infiltrated the US radio, but by now I suppose it hadn't really. Yeah, I have actually cut since the chorus in Yeah, so, looking at all of those songs, that was what was going on in the music scene. You can see why there maybe was a bit of an uprising. Well, uh, I'm sure you'll agree, something needed to be done, obviously. (sighs) Christ almighty. So, we couldn't have gone on (laughs) like like that for much longer. (laughs) Shit. The Sex Pistols were Johnny Rotten on vocals. You got Steve Jones on guitar and bass. Yeah, and um, Paul well, Cook. We'll, we'll come to that. On yeah. bass. Paul Cook on drums. Then on, as well, you've got Glenn Matlock on bass, and then you've got Sid Vicious on bass. I tell you what, on paper you think, fucking hell, three bassists. <laughs> yeah. the bass. I'll say it as briefly as possible as it started. Childhood friends at school together, Steve Jones and Paul Cook. They're the originators, they're the two... Yeah, they're, they're, the they're two best, linchpins. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're best mates, they're best mates. Um, it's kind of heartbreaking, because they're like literally best mates. And of course, Steve Jones has lived in America, in America since pretty much the 80s. Yeah. Um, and Paul Cook has refused to ever move away from London. He, he says, I'm never, ever going from my roots. He literally lives yeah. in the next street to where he grew up. He's bought a okay, house yeah, there yeah, or whatever, yeah, just yeah. a normal terrace house in London mm-hmm. or whatever, and he's, he's like, nah, never moving. So every now and again, Steve has to go over and see his old mate, and they're going off pie and mash and this, that, the other. So it's really nice, isn't it? And, and, I mean, they crossed <laughs> them in the 70s now. But yeah, they've just come up to 70, I think. I was going to say, they've got to be now, um, haven't they? Yeah. So yeah, you got them pair that started off or whatever, and it was Steve Jones was like, yeah, definitely going to be a rock star or whatever. Yeah. And he was, because he had a real shit upbringing, he was, he was literally, he was a thief. Uh, and he used to, what they used to do was, it was mainly Hammersmith Odeon, where they used to nick from. So they'd, okay. they'd look at who was coming, so you'd have Bob Marley one night, you'd have David Bowie one night yeah. or whatever, so he'd plot it or whatever, he'd wait for the road crew to get there the day before or this or the other, wait, watch it through the night, scope it out and everything and go, right, okay, I know all that shit's on that lorry there, so yeah. I can fucking nip in at three in the morning or this or the other. And there's, there's, there's so many times that they almost got caught. And, this, and there was one time they were robbing off the back of this van and they went away and I'm, I'm listening to this other podcast or whatever. And they're being, they're being chased by the old bill and they're going away. And it's like not only they've robbed a load of gear, the, the car that they've got is stolen as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's them pair. And of course, they wanted to do the band. They I think they knew Glenn from... He was hanging around the shop and doing work on a Saturday or some, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So they got hold of him, and then yeah, the search for John was also his his um, his audition was in the back of the shop. They hadn't even got a mic or anything. Yeah. For whatever reason, they'd got a shower head, 
So they passed him that. And they yeah. went, there you go, show us what you got. Or and he did this ridiculously weird-ass routine where he screamed in their faces and this, uh, like Steve Jones was just pissing himself laughing or so, whatever. But what, what's his and background they, before that? Where, what's Lydon's background before that? What's he doing? Because he'd, uh, he'd written lyrics, hadn't he? He'd, he'd written lyrics before the band, is that right? Oh, you'd have to do a separate thing about John yeah, because yeah. he, he, was, he was ill as a kid. He had leukaemia as a kid and everything. Okay, he, yeah. he, he almost died and... Uh, he, he got loads of um, problems as a result of that, and this, yeah. that, the other. So he was a bit of a weird kid. Mm-hmm. He'd only got one mate, funnily enough, Sid Vicious. So, so they were friends before. Yeah, yeah, they were friends oh, from school and everything. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all they all come in and link up. It's 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 almost like a bloody Guy Ritchie movie or whatever. It's all connected. They wrote whatever songs they were doing. Steve On- Jones had got the first bunch of songs together that he'd wrote. Yeah. When the bits that I read said that Glenn Matlock, when he joined the band, and he basically co-wrote because they they like basically shared the writing duties, didn't they? Even if they didn't all, but he's like credited for all but two of the songs on the album. Yes. Yeah, but he only plays bass on Anarchy in the UK on the actual album. Is that right? Uh, he probably won't know. He'll play because the singles that were released before Nevermind the Bollocks were different versions. Ah, oh, okay, okay, that the falls into all, place now. The yeah, was all recorded in one. Ah, okay. yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm not sure how long it probably took him a week or something, less than a week to be fair. Like the actual album version. But yes, it's, it's documented. Steve Jones just went, "No, oh, fucking play the bass because Sid was fucked. He couldn't fucking play." Well, it says it says it's rumored that Sid played the bass on two of the tracks. But there's loads. Of, there's like a, you know, there's, uh, on YouTube and everything, you'll see like. Um, all the artists or the whatever and they do a little thing so it's one video that I saw on YouTube from a few years ago now 10 years ago and it's it's something like it's endorsing Marshall or some kind of bollocks yeah, like that and yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Steve Jones and he's just having a knockabout on all the, the first stuff that he wrote for the Pistols or whatever and at the end of it you just go fucking hell man he's really fucking good and he just goes not bad for somebody that couldn't actually play when yeah. I was in a band <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I had yeah, no yeah. lessons or whatever I couldn't even play and here's me Wanted to start a band and doing all this, that, the other, saying I'm a guitarist, saying whatever. I fucking wasn't. I couldn't even play nothing. He said I just copied the stuff that I liked. Bit of Bowie, bit of T Rex, bit of bloody. Oh, Christ, what's the one? Ted Nugent or whatever. Cat, scratch, fever. That's what he was like. he started. First was... shit he was doing was just blues shit because that's all he could play. Uh, he, he'd never. That was it. He wanted to be a guitarist or whatever, but couldn't play. He had no musical so, talent or anything. So it was just like, okay. So, you know, you said like, oh, this is like my favourite or the best album of all time, yeah. Would you very much say that this album is... Is it style over substance or is it both? It was so different and it was a, a new thing. Kind of like, you know, how people always say Nirvana, but it's really that whole movement was the antidote to the cock rock of the time. Is, was six, was it's a bog standard music form, but it was new, and the the vocals, the vocal perform, sorry, the vocal yeah. performance was more poetry type based. Okay, yeah, does that yeah, make yeah. sense? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, I know bog, what you're saying. Bog standard new rock music. Yes, which like they, they had to put a name to it. Yeah, punk, yeah, yeah, punk yeah, rock. Yeah, because yeah. uh, all it is is sped up blues uh, with distortion. Yeah. So, oh, so saying that, are you saying no Sex Pistols, no Blink One Eighty Two? No. God damn, damn you, Sex Pistols. So we've got a scene of the time. We've got 
we, we've got it down on the Sex Pistols. We've given a bit of a, an outline. Shall we get into some of the actual songs off the album? Let's do it. Because right. we're like, you know, 45 minutes in and we haven't even played a Pistols song yet. I'll, t- I'll, talk, to you. I'll talk to you. And But when I say yeah, I mean the entire world, every single fucker that listens to this podcast, every single one of you lovely people. I'll talk to you all day, all night about the sex whistles. Thank <laughs> you, Will. He's not lying. <laughs> Boy, get off. We went through the top ten just. Uh, I didn't say the number eight single on the chart because it was the first track that is on this album. That track was Holidays in the Sun and it sounds a little bit like this. What a way to start an album. Cheap holiday in other Think, you know when it's going now I've got a reason now I've got a reason in the background I don't know what the lyric is but it always reminded me of the big daddy chant easy easy it's easy. one of those tunes isn't it yeah, it's, it's a build up thing <laughs> this was the fourth single that was released off the album so this was at the same time that they were putting the album out as well um, it reached number 8 on the UK charts man um, this is probably the first song I heard of the Sex Pistols when I became aware that they were a thing and the first time I heard it I was watching a video copy I've said it before on this about the Moscow Music Peace Festival and the first it was a two day festival in Moscow I think um, Doc McGee wasn't it he was on some drug charges in the U- in the US so he was like oh, I'll go over to Moscow and I'll put on this like festival for the for the Russians and Skid Row were the opening band on the first day and they came out and did a cover of this song and I always thought to myself this ain't on those Skid Row albums and I never knew who it was by for like a couple of years until I was like ah that's it um, it's a really good way to start an album it's so Sex Pistols that it's untrue it's literally that kind of what, what's that sound that you'd say on the guitar you know the kind of it's that Steve Jones chug chug as he calls it it's, it's not a harmony though but it's like a you know that, that is, that is right, like Sex Pistols is, in a, there is a couple seconds there is a guitar effects pedal I can't think exactly it's some kind of tremolo it's a boss Tremolos, it might be like tremolo wire or something like that. He uses it quite a lot. You can hear it the most, and we'll come to it, make a note of it. In Anarchy in the UK, you can hear the the, the guitars. Are, are, you can hear this uh, effect yeah. quite a lot, and it's the most prominent uh, across the whole album. And that, that pedal... He actually stole from Bob Marley while he was on stage. <laughs> he went to the front, he went to the front of the barrier, waited till Marley had turned around with his back, whatever. Unplugged, unhooked unplugged it. it, shoved it in his pocket and scarpered. 
No way. <laughs> See, that, that right there, that is an encapsulation of what I think punk, like this, this, especially this punk is. And I think it's what all bands who've maybe took inspiration from the Sex Pistols have tried to replicate it's that sound. I mean, it's a pay. It just It just looked, uh, all the, the, the biggest artists or whatever, obviously you weren't fans of most of them mm. or whatever, but he'd look and go, there's going to be some really expensive gear there. Yeah, he's got some top kit. I'll have there, that yeah. away. Like I say, he was proper wrong anyway. He did time and everything. He did Borstal. For oh, yeah. Michael yeah. McLaren paid his bail the next time he was going to go to actual prison. Oh, uh, McLaren went to court and everything and gave him a character reference and got him out of jail. Got him for, Well, stopped him from going to jail and everything. <laughs> and that's when he gave him the guitar. You've not seen the guitar, have you? No, oh, no, mate, no, yeah, no, no, no. Give him the no, guitar, no. still got it now. And it's, oh. One of the things uh, I discussed in on um, it was probably either the last episode or the one before this was, you know, when the Arctic Monkeys first came round and there was the whole mythos about oh they were built up by this under, uh, underground but on the internet fan base doing them up. Great bands or good bands, successful bands, really do have that kind of that mythos. Um, yeah, because when they were first gigging and they hadn't got no record deals or whatever. The only people that would know were the people in the scene that the Pistols had got a new song coming yeah, out because yeah, they yeah. played it at the gig and they'd never heard it. And it'd be like, this one's the next single because we've heard all the rest. Yeah. And all the rest have been on the radio or whatever. They played this one the other night. They called it Bodies, let's say, which is next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and they were like, the scene knew about it. A couple of weeks later, it'll be released as a single. And, of course, the scene... I'd be like, yeah, we knew about this ages ago. Apparently it's written about, they, they had to go to Jersey, is that right? They went to Jersey for a, a bit of time uh, and got in a load of shite there, I'd imagine. Yeah. And then was it Johnny and Sid went to Berlin then he, after? Yes, he, he, well, he said that that place that they went first, he, he referred it as the new Belson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So the, this must have been a late one in the whole songwriting process for the for the album. Yes, towards the end. This yeah, was, it's got to yeah. be, hasn't it? It's a cracking opener. Look, yeah. it's a cracking opener. It's a real scene setter for what they wanna wanna do. We've done that in GIF albums before. It's a weird one because it's like this is the latter songs that were wrote. Yeah. Uh, after they're established and it ends up being first on the album mm. and everything. We've done the usual where like literally the first song you write for the new for the new record just so happens to be the first but we have actually done it where literally the penultimate song we wrote yeah, for the album yeah. ends up being first yeah it's weird if you you can look there's a lot of albums where usually you can tell because it's a different sound or a slightly different sound or stuff but that this is like you know it's more of the same of what's going on in the album like I said it, it, the, the whole this whole thing it's all together because it would have been recorded within a few days yeah, yeah. all the same equipment same desk same levels same everything Something that'd make lovely for your for your room in here. You know that picture of the big beach scene. Is it like the cover of the single? Is it where it's just an absolutely fucking packed beach, like the holidays in the sun? And oh, the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be a, that'd be a great poster for in here. That's, you know what I mean? That's what it's referring to. He's referring to basically. It's like your people, your your, your sheeple, as yeah, they're known the as, or whatever. Sheeple. You know, everyone flocks or whatever once a year. All they've got in their life is that is that chance to to you know get away get, for get a on week, a plane, yeah. get to whatever, mm. and then run to the sea. He refers to it the same as as when they led the Jews to 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 be uh, gas. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the reference. <laughs> that's the whole days in the sun. Oh, it's like he, he, that's why he calls it the new Belson. <laughs> oh, he's an arsehole, isn't he? <laughs> 
<laughs> he actually is. <laughs> Clever fucker, but yeah, he's a <laughs> fucking arsehole, yeah. with words as well I, I still don't know at the end please stop me waiting for me oh yeah 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 yeah. what the hell does that mean yeah it's, it's slightly unhinged though isn't it you know what I mean it's got to be that uh, apparently there was a, an interview I read with Paul Weller where he says that Weller and Vicious got into a fight in a club at the time because I think Weller was in there and Vicious came up to him and says yeah I've just fucking nicked, no I know I've nicked your riff but that's my riff and you know the song don't you In the City by the Jam yeah. Have a bit of this. Sounds familiar. <laughs> Um, it's a tune as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a jam fan, you know what I mean? I, no, 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 but that's, uh, a tune. Yeah. that's a tune. It sounds like the Sex Pistols. The, yeah. the early jam stuff is ice before Paul, Paul Weller turns into a bit of a melt. <laughs> oh, God, he fucking ruined Noel Gallagher, didn't he? <laughs> Kill your idols, man. <laughs> Okay, and talking of Noel Gallagher, track two on the album is a song which has been covered by so many artists. Man, listen to this for a list. Sepultura, Killing Joke, Swayed, Liam Gallagher, The Almighty and Velvet Revolver. What a, what a collection of artists who've all done cover of this. fan called Pauline who was a stan at the time for the pistols from Birmingham from Birmingham yeah uh, so what does he say she lived in the nut house she actually lived in a tree didn't she that is a true story she yeah. lived in a tree <clears throat> yeah and I miss Pauline she lived in a tree she she told John Lloyd uh, the story John Lloyd um, uh, not after a gig or whatever it was he felt a bit sorry for her or whatever yeah uh, took her back to his uh, I think they lived in a block of flats in mm-hmm. Finsbury uh, his mum and dad's place mm-hmm took her back there and everything and it was the night well fucking hell it's going to be rough uh, no no it's alright go uh, no it's alright just, just quick warning to anyone that's like sensitive over abortions and that trigger kind of, warning trigger warning yeah sensitive over abortions and this that and the other but basically um, she, she was a nut job as uh, Lydon says in the lyrics she, she was a case of insanity um, she got out of a, uh, a, a mental home uh, while she was in the mental home she, she got abused and was uh, by one of the carers. It was uh, oh, already. It, it was like a few, really. Uh, yeah. uh, well, actually, probably a few. Yeah. So yeah. whichever one of them fathered a baby. So by the time she got out of the mental home, uh, she went and had a backstreet abortion, and that 
um, the, 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 the yeah, yeah, that abortion yeah. was placed into a carrier bag, which she carried round with her for a week or so. Wow, really? That carrier bag, oh. that carrier bag was oh. taken into the, the shop, um, Vivian Westwood's shop. Yeah, uh, Vivian Westwood oh like, thought she was nicking because that shop, everyone that went in there just nicked. Yeah, that was the wrong. So she called her and said, show me what's in the bag. I'm not bothered or anything. I'm just going to, if you've robbed yeah. anything, I'm going to take it out of the bag and yeah, you can yeah. go. I don't give a toss. So she showed her what was in the bag and she just was horrified of it. Go. <laughs> and then it might have been the same day, whatever, or, or maybe a couple of nights after. That's when she ended up at John Lydon's place. Um, wow. And she also showed him... Uh, what was in the bag so he advised the best thing for her to do was to literally go down to the Thames and get shot of it fucking hell man <laughs> that's super brutal isn't it no shit there you go <laughs> hence bodies hence bodies good lord um, yeah that's so heavy I'll tell you what I'd rather have the fucking drowning pool bodies <laughs> I'll do it. I'm going for a. I'll, I'll let the way I explain that. I, I, yeah, that's, 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 that's quite a good, good podding, that was. Yeah. Oh, I totally popped it. That's it. Sony Award gone now. <laughs> Fantastic one two punch. First song, second song, boom, boom, boom. Um, it's what the pistols are all about. This is like. On the, on the comeback tour in 1996, yeah. uh, they came on with bodies, and my God, PK is quoted. He went to the, the Finsbury Park uh, gig. Uh, which was kind of the first one. The first one was like a test gig in bloody Helsinki or whatever it was. Okay, anyway, I know oh, it was. So yeah, and PK said the pit. It, it was one of those moments that the pits. There's been a few. Uh, it was uh, it was amazing, and I thought I was going to die because it was just <laughs> surge. What was what was the gig that you went to, Emma? Uh We went uh, a couple of weeks after that, which was Phoenix Festival. Phoenix Festival, that's yeah. it. Yeah, and Phoenix Festival was that where. Uh, Stratford upon Avon, uh, the airfield. Oh, is that where it was? Avon, yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking hell, I thought it was further away than that. No, 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 Stratford upon Avon. No, right. They stopped that festival in the 90s. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. getting a bit of a, a rival festival to Reading. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. And they stopped it for whatever reason. It was the same promoter, uh, Phil McIntyre, which did all the promotions for all, most yeah, gigs and, and whatever. Yeah, he, he did it, but for whatever reason, they dropped Phoenix Festival. I can remember Phoenix Festival being a bit of a thing and then just not hearing about yeah. it again and that's obviously oh, more, yeah. fucking crazy. Look, no, was yeah. like, Terrorvision was like the Mannix before them and... Oh, man, real that, stuff. That what was year was that? 95? Six. Six. 96. Yeah, that's right. Um, Summer of 96. Prodigy as well played. Oh, fucking mad. Summer of 96. Was. You like literally Euro 96 as well. It was just yeah. like... That's like peak times. <laughs> peak it 90s times. What a time to be alive, man. <laughs> Fucking 1996, what a year. <laughs> <laughs> man, I was, I was 20, man. Oh, yeah, I know. It'd be prime. Silly, isn't it? Silly, isn't it? <laughs> we'll have one more before before we hit the break. Uh, track three is No Feelings. Uh, I said it was a one-two punch. It really is a one-two-three punch. I love the pop sensibility of this chorus though.
them choruses, they are real sing-along for what they are, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? They're, um, like, um, oh, what's the word? Is it, oh, is it, uh, what's the word? Siege mentality? Yeah, like that. yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's just, I've just memories from 1996 where just looking around at the entire crowd, the entire festival, just literally Anthony Air going, no stop it. Even Les next to me, who's not a Sex Pistols fan. I thought he was a Pistols fan, no. No, he's, he's, he knows, acknowledges, and also acknowledges how, how much of a sycophant I am of them. <laughs> yeah, but even even Les is just like singing away with his hands in the air. No feelings. <laughs> I, I, I do think those those three songs are real real scene setters and they just set the stall out for this album fantastically. It's like, I'm just saying, look, I'm, a, I'm an individual. I, I don't get on well with people. I'm, I'm just telling you now. You know yeah. what I mean? It, That's it. He said in one interview no that I feelings, read, he mate, said, no he said, emotions. I was trying to make this this record. He said, and sometimes it wasn't myself. He says, because I actually do have feelings, but um, I'm just trying to take, assume the persona of somebody who has no feelings and I don't know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, really good start to the album, isn't it? It's just, it's just the one thing is, and and. I tell you what, this turned me off for a long, long time, and maybe later on on some of the songs as well, it does a little bit, but. Lydon's voice is marmite, man. It it really is, isn't it? To people who to people who don't like the Sex Pistols, that'd be the first thing that you'd pick out, wouldn't it? And be like, oh, it's very abrasive. It's very, you know, it, it's not what I would like. But man, on them first three songs, it matches everything. It's fucking perfect for what's going down there. It's it's the it's the original punk, isn't it? And of course, it's you don't have to be able to sing or play no, to be in a punk band. No, that's the ethos. That's that's it, of course isn't it? it is. That's the yeah. main thing. So it's yeah. like if you're if you're gonna go fucking. It's it's Ron's voice is shit in this song. It's like it's not yes, meant to be. Of course, it's not meant to be. It's meant to be just a little bit off kilter. Yeah. That's what makes it. Yeah. It literally, yeah. like I said, he will come to it in a bit in anarchy in the UK, and some of the bits he, he squeals like a young boy. <laughs> It's, it's, how old is he? How old is he now? Well, he, he would have been about twenty-three when he was yeah, doing when yeah. he was singing that. Yeah. All right, we'll uh, we'll have a little break from there as I hit the mic again. We'll be back with the rest of it's it. It's about two all now. Yeah, I know. I think it is half time two all. <laughs> it's an end to end. It's an end to end battle. We'll see who's going to uh, survive and make it through. <laughs> right, we'll see you in a second. Get in touch with the show directly via email at jukeboxpod at gmail.com. You can search up Personal Jukebox Podcast on Facebook and find out what's going on over there. You can follow the show on Instagram at jukeboxpod. And leave a rating, review, spread the message, spread the word.
So we're back here with part two of the Personal Jukebox Podcast episode on Nevermind the Bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Or the Sex Pistols. Just giving the seal of approval on this tune, by the way. I've just shown him the T hand symbol I thought and, you were, and mouthed tune. I thought you were saying time out first. No, no, I was All I want to do is tune. <laughs> Uh, where did we leave it? We left the last track was No Feelings. No Feelings. No Feelings. So yeah, I think we've got off to a... This album has got off to a really a solid start. Solid three song start. Um, the next track is Liar. Uh, track four is Liar. I believe it's about... Is it about Malcolm McLaren and outside manipulators? And yes. Stuff like that. Let's have a bit of this. that came up to John uh, that he had that conversation uh, of if I wasn't doing what I was doing right now you would never normally come up and talk to me it's only because I'm in a band blah 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 yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's a, another one another one that he used to go if anyone is sad you're right John can I buy you a drink he'd go no I'll just have the money <laughs> it's a fucking arsehole isn't it <laughs> Um, For me, I do think this is a bit lower par than the first three songs. Yeah. Until we get to like the last bit where he goes into a, the actual guitar takes over for like the last minute or so. This is one of the earlier songs that, uh, well, Steve Jones had got before Sex Pistols were a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of his originals. It's once again not not a single, but still a live fave. The last gig I've got that they played was um, the last of their own. Gigs, well, even though it wasn't really the last gig of their own was um, the Hammersmith Apollo, yeah, in two thousand and eight. But the the last gig they really played was. Can I just stop you there? Yeah, I, I was at that gig. Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's um, let's have a look. September the eighth, two thousand and eight. What it was? Yeah, it was yeah. me, PK, and John uh, from in the old band fighting in someone's house. Uh, we got a B and B in uh, Hammersmith. Uh-huh. Literally not far from the Apollo. Uh, we drove down there quite early, had a day in London, got yeah. on the tube, went to Camden, uh, went to the World's End pub in Camden, which is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, ice pub, that is. Uh, if ever you get the chance, if you're doing a bit of tourist shit, go to that pub, it's ice. Uh, and then Camden Market, again, which is ice. Mm. Oh, man, they've got shit there and the food and everything there. Camden Market, brilliant. That, yeah, that was the day we saw a kamikaze pigeon. 
it was flying underneath the bridge as a bus was coming through and it couldn't make it under the bridge so it decided to just fly into the side of the bus that was the best option we were like shit did you see that yeah kamikaze so that was our, that was our day in London uh, yeah me PK and John what was the gig like oh just phenomenal yeah and one thing about Hammersmith Odeon really weird because that's where they do uh, oh Live from the Apollo. Yeah, Live from the Apollo. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. And when you see it, it's sloped like that. Yes. So you see the, the the audience, especially when they're sat down. Yeah. It's like that. But when you're actually there, it's really weird the way it works. It's designed so the further back you are, it doesn't matter. You will always be on the same level as the stage. It's oh, okay. Weird yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, okay. The yeah, way yeah, it works, yeah. the floor, no matter where you go on the floor, you will always be at like the eye line of the people on the stage. Good yeah. venue. Ice venue, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wait, somebody on the podcast saying something nice about London. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there are nice things in London, like British Academy. They've just got. There are nice they're, things. They've had their licence yeah. took out uh, away from there because of that crushed. Thing oh, I didn't realise that was a Brixton Academy until yeah, uh, that's Neil Brixton Academy, yeah. said to me about it. Yeah. The whole, there's quite a few of them as well in Birmingham as well. They used to be known as the Carlin Academies or whatever it's like. Yeah, the Carlin Academy. The O2 Academy in Birmingham. Oh, God. Yeah. The Carlin Academy in Birmingham, I don't know what year it was. It would have been early 2000s, I'm guessing. It was the last night before the smoking ban came in and we were watching Rancid I think it was and it was just the entire crowd just smoking chain smoking even people that didn't smoke were smoking because it was like this is the last time we can ever do this so here we go whole place was like a fucking like the crucible in the 80s you know what I mean Alex Higgins chaining it Uh, yeah that was so that was their last like real of their own gig. Three days after that, sorry, they played as as Kina Fest in, I think it's in Spain. Um, yeah, yeah, some, some festival. Yeah, it was some festival. And they basically played all the 12 songs of this album yeah, in like 18 early, I don't know whether I said it on air or not, but you know what I said, like the Finsbury Park one, there was a warm-up gig in Helsinki, I think it was. Yeah, 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 really strange, isn't it? It was either the night before or a couple of days before they decided to do like a, you know, their first gig back in, what, 1996 and then the last gig was 78 mm. uh, what's that 18 years mm. but, yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, yeah we'll just uh, our first gig back in 18 years we'll just do a random performance in Helsinki yeah strange one okay. isn't it <laughs> a warm up for Finsbury Park like literally yards where <laughs> John Lydon had grown up from yeah. is that? Oh, yeah. I don't know what would you do a warm up there they could have just done the warm up at, at the pub where they claimed to have spent all the money from the first advance <laughs> just done yeah, yeah it's little local gigs <laughs> They did play um, a, it's classed as a co-set with the Cortinas in November 2009, which is their last real ever on stage thing, which is a real strange one. Was that in this country? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I, okay. I, can't, I should have written Cortinas. that down. Cortinas? Yeah, with the Cortinas. Yeah, in 2009, okay. which I thought was really weird. It might have been in Manchester, actually, when I looked at it. Cortinas? Mm-hmm. Very strange, very strange. Uh, right. You've heard the four songs. If there's if there's three songs on this album which are synonymous with the Sex Pistols, this next song is the first one.
second single released by the band. It's probably, would you say this is their most well-known song? It's the most... It's well, one of the, the triumvirate on this album, isn't it? It's yeah. one of the most well-documented. I'll just read something from my uh, old favourite Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. I know this shit anyway, but it's, <laughs> it's best if it's written in front of me. Uh, on March 10th, 1977, at a press ceremony held outside Buckingham Palace, uh, the Sex Pistols publicly signed to A&M Records. The real sign-in had taken place the day before. Afterwards, intoxicated, they made their way to the AMN offices. Vicious smashed in a toilet bowl and cut his foot. There is some... Don't worry, laugh. There is some disagreement about which happened first. As Vicious trailed blood around the offices, Rotten verbally abused the staff and Jones got frisky with a woman in the ladies' room. Got frisky. <laughs> A couple of days later, the Pistols got into a fight <laughs> with another band at a club and uh, one of Rotten's pals threatened the life of a good friend of A&M's English director. On the 16th of March, A&M broke contract with the Pistols. 25,000 copies of the planned God Save the Queen single produced by Chris Thomas had already been pressed. Virtually were all destroyed. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, so A&M were planning to release this, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So EMI released this, is that what we're saying? You'd got the uh, Jubilee coming up. You'd got the Silver was, Jubilee, hadn't yes, you? Yes, yes, yeah. it was all yeah. as part of that. They attempted to do the the uh, the boat trip, as he said, uh, you referred to on, on the little bit that we listened to, on the Thames, on the Silver and Jubilee. of course, at this point, there was no talk of an album. This was just to produce just, a single. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they wanted to do this boat, on a gig on a boat, basically, riding down the Thames as the, as the Queen's Jubilee, but they were intercepted, weren't they? All of this was Malcolm McLaren's idea. Oh, right. This is the one thing about Malcolm McLaren, is that he realised any publicity is good publicity kind of thing. Hype. And noto- notoriety, he was awful. shock, all that. horror, hype, yeah, 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 like, et like sex sells, fucking yeah, just that's like it. All, all, that. all the stuff that sells, yeah, 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 that's yeah. what he was. He could sell anything, he could, yeah, sell sand to the Arabs, as they say. It's always reported that BBC banned it, but I don't think they actually banned it, they just never, they would not place it on their, their playlists, basically. Got black, have you not seen the image of the chart? Oh, the top 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a black... Like the official, like official chart. black tape over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they wouldn't play it, either they didn't play it. No, they wouldn't play there's, it. There's a scene uh, when they're all in the boozer on a Sunday uh, and they're listening to whoever it was at the time. It was oh, a fucking Fluff Freeman or whatever. Whoever was doing right, the chart. Whoever was doing the yeah, chart yeah. in the 70s or whatever. And they're in the boozer on a Sunday and it's... Comes and he won't number one by then or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so at number two is the Sex Pistols or whatever. And at number one is and they were like, oh, you played every single song in the top forty. Yeah. You've gone at number two is the Sex Pistols with God Save the Queen. Mm-hmm. And at number one, Bosh. And yeah. they were like fucking. And this went on for about three weeks. Yes, yes, yes. Then it got to number one and they still didn't play it. And it still got blanked out. It's the only number one to actually. Be blanked. Well, the, the whole rumour is that it, the song that it was against was Rod Stewart's I Don't Want to Talk About It. They were out selling it by like two to one and all in all the, the shops and stuff like that, but it just wasn't being, being acknowledged and it wasn't being put across because they just didn't want it. It was just a black a black list blackout. for it. Is there a media blackout? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one. It had a July, uh, no, it wouldn't have been, 2002 re release for the Golden Jubilee as well. 
when it got to number 15 on the charts. Oh, yeah, it got, yeah, it got re-released with that. Yeah, yeah, and, man, if you look, there's plenty of re-releases. Well, that of time we've got download charts and all that. Bots yeah, and of course. Char- charts ain't charts anymore, are they? That, um, you said about the A&M Records issue. If you've got one of them now, I would have thought it would have been more than this, but it's apparently worth a minimum of £8,000 and upwards, depending on the condition of what you've got. Yeah. For what, an advance? Of that, you know, the A&M version of the pressed single. Oh, sorry, the, the value of, of the, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. you've got it. Well, yeah, um, yeah you'll see, that, that's, that's it. Okay. I have seen a seven-inch of that um, yeah, yeah, genuine yeah. copy. I have seen it. Well, they're worth a lot of money. <laughs> I can imagine. There was a story, wasn't there, that they got like set about by a bunch of monarchists, didn't they, as well? Uh, John did, yeah. He got yeah. caught down. And his, his hand is still fucked, isn't it, apparently, from it? Yeah, tried to stab him and couldn't stab him in there, so kicked him about and stuff, and one of them trod on his hand or whatever. Yeah. The, the, the saying goes is, they got him, for the lamped him, the only thing they said to him was, uh, God save the Queen, eh, John? Wallop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give him a bit of hiding. Yeah. <laughs> but, as I say... There's three songs on this album which are like the most iconic Sex Pistols songs. This is the one of them. I'll be honest with you, Ning. It's the least good of those songs. And so far on, on the album, I think this is probably the weakest actual song. I'll ask you at the end and everything. But yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it'd be interesting to know if you... I'll ask you at the end, I want to know at the end, if you think any of the songs that you've heard on this album are actually shit, what you'd class okay. as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 but yeah, we'll yeah. come to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll come to that. So track six is Problems. said before that you saw him in 96 that's right isn't it yes yeah 96 so 96 when they came back and everything they reissued the album didn't they and it was a double cd with is it spunk and this is crap yeah d- d- uh, there was um oh god spunk. they did like uh, the the original recording session yeah 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 that yeah. they did um, yeah so it was all just like all the other all gear the that they'd shit got from yeah the original recording thing that they did in October 2007, they did a 30th anniversary version as well. And then in 2012, have you got this four-disc box set? No, I saw the bollocks. They included even the shit that they did on Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know, um, Guitar Hero... Did they do a new version for a Guitar Hero you know how You know how Guitar Hero works? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they get, literally, they get, from the studio, they get the... Uh, they get the track version of yeah. the thing, so they can literally they assign a rock band and all that. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Providing yeah. they've got the original recording, they can assign the bass drum to the actual bass drum of the kit that it comes with it or whatever. And every single 
guitar note or whatever will be there on each button yeah. of that guitar thing yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah. So they did it with the Sex Pistols on Guitar Era. Only problem was the original uh, tapes for Nevermind the Bollocks, long gone. Nobody knows where they are. So they re-recorded. Oh, is that why I saw that? It, they re-recorded, re-recorded the version. It. Yeah, yeah. Anarchy in the UK was it? They had. An, I believe it I was. It was yeah, Anarchy, yeah, 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 it was. It was Anarchy yeah. in the UK. They had that. So they re-recorded it uh-huh. because there was no original yeah. tape. Yeah. So there you go. So have you um, have you played it? Rock band or guitar, oh, guitar hero, oh, or yeah, many times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it noticeably different, or is it just the same version, really? There was a, a, oh god, did you play it? Did that game? No, you never I've, played I've, it. I've played the game. I've, I've never played it. I've oh. only ever. Which game had like the Pat Benatar song um, as the first song that you played on it? Give me what you got. There was so that's the only one I've ever played. My daughter Courtney, she adored it. She was only <laughs> little as well at the time. She she got so fucking good at it. There was one of the tunes. Uh, it became a favourite. Hit me with your best that's shot. That's it. That's the one. That's Pat right. Benatar. That's Hit me with your best shot. Fucking yeah, Courtney yeah, yeah. was so fucking good on that. She was like, <laughs> fucking. I think that's probably the only because it was like one of the first songs that you play on the game. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <Okay>, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was cracking. But the Anarchy in the UK, well, loads of different songs. You got quite good, and you could yeah. you could never do it on. You always had to have it on standard level. There was mm-hmm. a few people like Gaz. Gaz he was a demon on it. Yeah, no, Gaz was a big, uh, big guy into that. Kind of, yeah. Like, so he was pretty good as well when he could yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty good on it as well. <laughs> but yeah, the the, the Sex Pistols one. That was the only one I could have on expert. And play because okay, yeah, I knew yeah. the song so well. So joining a load of buttons in order was nothing. Yeah, because you knew it. Yeah. Problems as well. To me, we've got a bit of a mid mid album lull here. You can play. You can play problems with yeah. just with just two strings. Oh, you've got yeah. the fucking guitar out here. You just go. See what I mean? There you go. Yeah, 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 what yeah, a riff yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of these songs, you can definitely see bands like um, Guns N' Roses or uh, like Motley Crue or all these his, kind his of glam, bands. His glam rock shit that he likes. You can hear that kind of the thing Ted coming Nugent through, shit, can't the, you? The, 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 yeah. Yeah, the yeah. Whole, yeah, fucking... That band that did Tiger Feet and all that kind of crap. and oh, it's uh, really neat. I really love those Tiger Feet. Don't Tiger Feet. Fucking Ballroom Blitz and all that kind of glam shite. That was T-Rex, wasn't it? Yeah, it was no, Ballroom Blitz was... Oh, God. I don't know who that was. Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Blitz. All that kind of glam shit from the 70s is where Steve Jones just ripped it off. <laughs> but then again, it was, it, it's like Noel Gallagher did it in there as well. Yeah, like man. It, thing, it was, yeah. Just, that's, it, it's only music. The only difference is, Steve Jones couldn't play when he first started, but Noel could. Yeah, yeah, so yeah to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riff and the guitars on that is—it's a welcome change there because it's really like one of the first 
um, song Steve Jones wrote. Is it? It was about him and everything because he just literally he didn't work. He wanted he just took speed and just played the guitar, tried to get as best as he could. It just sounds. I mean, it's got that kind of just traditional, just you know the riff and stuff. It's just um, I don't know, just like is it blues or is it whatever? What am I trying to think of there? Like I said, it was one of the first ones he he wrote mm-hmm. after he had the the guitar. That the, Malcolm McLaren had given him. Yeah. Um, I'll just show you a picture of yeah. the guitar. It's an absolute beauty. It's so limited edition, you wouldn't believe. Yeah. And Steve Jones said that he lost it, uh-huh. but got it back, and he has never been prepared to say how he got it back. Okay. It was gone from gambling or drug debts. That, that's how he lost it. He somehow got it back. Yeah. But he's not prepared to say how he got it back. And <laughs> Malcolm McLaren gave it, and it was a guitar that he bought for the guitarist of the New York Dolls. He used it or whatever, and then when it all went tits up in America for him, that was one of the things, the swag that he grabbed. That he got away with. It was like, fuck, yeah, yeah. it's all going to tits up yeah. here. They're not going to pay me nothing in the record label, so I'm just going to rob as much shit as I can, yeah. get on a plane or whatever. So he gave that guitar... Steve Jones. Okay. What no a way. fucking beauty that yeah, is. Yes, it is. What's the, uh, what are the stickers that are right there? It's like, is it like, you know, the 1950s, like, lady that with the cross leg that they put on the B-52 Like sitting on an American yeah, plane, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, that of, kind that, of thing. Yeah, that image. Yeah. Like Memphis Bell kind of. That's the one, of, Memphis uh, Bell. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. It's that that's on there. Okay. He's endorsed a copy of that with Gibson. You can actually buy one. That's happened a lot, hasn't it, recently? Yeah. Where they're doing like real replicas of the guitars and they're fucking loads of money. books, man. It's about 800 pounds or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, I thought they were a lot more than that. I would have thought that that one would have been a lot more than that. But um, somebody's making some serious cash there with them. Imagine how much the actual yeah. Steve yeah. Oh, one yeah, is yeah, worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 17 the song. Do you know what that's about? Uh, yes. I always think when it's, um, you know, at the start when it says about uh, when you when your mommy's dead, is it? or You know those kind of um, girls at the time or whatever that would have been at universities, probably called Tabitha or Porsche or something, and their dads <laughs> was mega posh and this, that, the other. So it's like when your daddy dies, he will not return and neither will you. And it was all yeah, to yeah, do with yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Okay. It very much has that kind of vibe anyway, doesn't it? Right, next track. This is... One of the other three big ones on the album. My ringtone. I just literally looked at my phone thinking somebody was ringing me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, going back to the uh, anecdote I I told earlier about the Bob Marley pedal. Yeah. This this is where it gets used the most. Wow. Wow. No. It's in all, it's permanently on the uh, rhythm guitars. It's like a wow, 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 wow. Clear it. Now, dogs, buddy. There it is. Did you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. Auto war, tremolo type thing it is. The debut single by the Sex Pistols released on the 26th of November 1976 and he got to number 38 on the charts. Um, is there I was a- six months old. <laughs> I wasn't even born, man, man. you old bastard. <laughs> it's the only EMI release that the band had. Um, man, right, there's, 
Megadeth, Green Jelly, Motley Crue covers of this. Green Jelly. Green Jelly, remember Green Jelly? Are they the ones that did the pink song? And little pig, little, little pig, let, let me in, yeah. Right. <laughs> Got hair, I'm a chili, chili, chili. <laughs> uh, man, he references so many different things on this, doesn't he? Uh, yes. The UDI, is it the Ulster Defence yes. Association? IRA um, as well are in there. The M, what is it? The is it the MPA in Angola? It's like their kind of thing as well. Um, Angola, I mean, where the fuck is Angola? Where the fuck is Angola? Voice in the background. Do you know where Angola, Angola is? Africa. Africa, I reckon. Sorry. Yeah. It, I presume he's just name dropping lots of stuff there. Once again, signature sound for the band this is. It's like this now that you're listening to. It's, it, 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 this is like the shit of what they're doing, isn't it? Yeah. You know. It's it's you skip back on a chord so you go Yeah, it's that, it's that, it's that. Steve yeah, Jones yeah. invented that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Motley Crew. This is for my best mate in the entire world. This is for you, Les. Vince Neil, Motley Crue. Shit. No way. I'll tell you what, th- there is one thing. You can never accuse Vince Neil of being a great singer. Yeah. <laughs> I love a bit of Motley Crue more than the next guy. I love Motley Crue as yeah, well. <laughs> but you can, you can never um, accuse Vince Neil of being a great singer, can you? Uh, the, the Vince Neil Motley Crue shit reference is yeah. from Kerrang! magazine. Yeah. Uh, it was just in there, there you know, they did there, oh God, the reviews of gigs and albums, and they used to give it the, okay. the K score. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, this article in Kerrang! the one, wherever it was, Les pointed it out to me, it was brilliant. It just had a picture of Vince Neil, and they'd reviewed the gig or whatever it was, and they gave it 1K, and the whole review was just Vince Neil Motley Crue shit. <laughs> <laughs> Motley Crue were they were so much victims of they were the poster boys really for everything yeah. that like, like the, the music came the they were the poster boys for what everything that music after them was against you know what I mean Poison of glam rock <laughs> I, I tell you what because I, I was too Voice young Voice in the background agrees yeah at the time I would I I didn't hate Motley Crue, but I just always disregarded them as just being, uh But I look back now and I'm like, ah, oh, Motley Crue got some good songs, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I had no time for them whatsoever. Oh, my God. <laughs>
We'll get back to a bit of Sex Pistols now. Next track, number nine on the album, is Submission. Cheers. This is where I think the music actually changes a little bit. All day and all of the night. Song as well. Mm. Can't think of which one it is. He sounds different now. Yeah. This is his, this is when Steve Jones first started. Like I said, the whole Ted Nugent reference thing, where he first started his yeah yeah one simple riffs. This is again one of the earliest ones that he wrote. This is it's the first time where I think they changed the kind of one noteness of the album. It's got a, a different sound. It's 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 a more rounded Dirty. song really. Yeah. It's down, it's got that lead that comes in when it steps up, a lead guitar. Um, it's the first song on the album that's got a real groove to it, you know what I mean? What do you think? Right, okay. Yeah, like a real groove. Um, I, just I think don't see any groove in this, all I just see is just like grime and dirge. Yeah, just. That's all I see. I, I suppose it's because the bass sounds a bit more up there and it's like just a bit lower paced. It ain't like going. That's true, actually. I've never, I've never noticed this song as the bass is actually up the yeah, most out yeah. of all of it. And, and I, 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 did we discuss that it's Steve Jones playing the bass, not Sid Vicious? Well, we said at the start, like it's a, everything's a combination, isn't it? Of like Matlock, Vicious, Jones, but it's basically Jones playing. Vicious was on recordings, but only. Yeah. Times when they nipped into a shithole studio and did some stuff. Do you know the official, well, not the official line, but the real line of how much Vicious actually played of the live gigs? Uh, a few. Real legit players. The ones in America, yeah, he played, he actually learnt to play. Um, well, uh, St- only seven gigs in America. Steve Jones did teach him. It was, yeah. Um, when he joined the band, it was obviously. Sid was assigned to Steve, and they had that whole thing. It's 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 in the, the Disney thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it was like sat him down on one event. It was like right, you got I've got to teach you how to play the bass. Yes. And Sid was just like oh, fuck that. I'm not asking. Awesome. All he wanted to do was dick around with him and do drugs and fight with him and stuff. And and Steve Jones is like seriously, yeah, mate. You yeah. fucking learn how to play it or whatever. You learn how to do. You got to learn how to do this shit first, and then you can join in with all the fucking about we, that mm. we do. Mm-hmm. You gotta do this first, or whatever. Mm. But Sid won't bother. He was like, oh, "Fuck off! I'm a I'm a sex pistol now, or whatever. It don't fucking matter. I don't need to fucking learn that." And he's like, "No, you really do." And Steve Jones ended up lamping him loads. Oh, Steve Jones yeah, ended up lamping like, Sid. And yeah, Sid being Sid or whatever. It was just like, "Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love the aggro. I love getting lamped." <laughs> Have you ever seen the film Sid and Nancy? Uh, which one? There's been a couple. The original what? one. With Gary Oldman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, yes. I've never seen it, but I remember it coming out when I was younger. All portrayals of that have been pretty much accurate. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's well documented, isn't it? It was at the time. It was all over the press. What was what was his drugs of choice at the time? It was just or was heroin. It like everything. No, his mum was a heroin addict. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a little anecdote that John Lydon tells all the time. Hmm. Told it quite a lot in the media. That. It really upset him. Uh, the one day, he literally went round to his mate Simon's house. You coming out to play? Yeah, I'm coming out. It's my bo- it's my birthday today. I'm 14 or whatever. And then as they're going out, his mum goes to him. He asks Simon, "Have a good birthday." Passes him a bag of brown. 
Wow. 14, that's a... Yeah. That's, um, yeah. that's his 14th birthday present, bag of brown. Yeah. Can you remember what you had for your first day? 14th birthday. It wasn't a bag of brown. No, it was. <laughs> 14th birthday? <laughs> I can't remember. Um, I don't know what I would have had. It though. would have been... Uh, fucking hell. It would have been, I'm sure that would have been about the time I was getting a Super Nintendo. It would have been records and clothes, I reckon. Mm. At 14 years old, yeah. Records and clothes. Yeah, you were definitely more fucking for, into your clothes and stuff pa- like that. my parents 14. Or parts for my BMX. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah, mountain yeah, bike, because yeah. it was at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 14, I was on a mountain bike. So, yeah, it would have been mountain bike stuff related, clothes and vinyl. At the age of 14, I would have asked for. After the original dissolution of the Sex Pistols how long after that was it that Vicious died oh, the original hell. you know because they were only like two and a half years together originally weren't they well the last gig they did Winter Winter Garden or whatever Something, it was in yeah. America yeah right that was 78 or whatever it was in, it, they were in America doing a tour when they imploded weren't they basically yeah that was it after that that was when the, that was the, the last tour yeah. so they did the tour yeah 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 and then uh, Malcolm McLaren uh, secured a deal for a movie, The Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Oh, of course. Yes. Seen, have you ever seen that movie? No, I've never seen it. Right, well, I, I meant to bring this up. Yeah. We, can, we can do it. No, no, no. Talk now about The Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a movie that he got, whatever, and there's a soundtrack for it or yeah. whatever. So, which is what I'm going to ask to play at the end, the tune that me and PK have done. That's off that soundtrack. So they were going to provide the soundtrack to, the own, to their own After film. After that tour. They had that meeting, the same meeting that they had when Glenn got kicked out. Yeah. And then Steve Jones, because he wanted to stay true to Malcolm, because that whole thing of like, he was the only one that ever, like, he was the, well, he was the one that bailed him out. Well, he if was it weren't for Malcolm McLaren, he would have been in jail. He was literally so just the constant. He wanted to really stay true to him or whatever, yeah. even though Lydon was going, sack him off, he's, he's, mm. he's shite. Mm. Even though he knew deep down or whatever, he couldn't do it or whatever. So he went with the whole thing of sack John and we'll get another singer. Okay. So it was uh, John. Oh, is that how they like finished? Really? Yeah, it's class as John left the Sex Pistols, which he did because yeah. of that meeting where it was like, "Oh, you're not doing it again like you did with Glenn." Oh no, it's me this time. Seriously? Okay. So you're you're siding with Malcolm? But surely, and it, John at the time was like, "Steve, really? We spoke about this. No, really, you're gonna okay." No worries, you haven't got to sack me. I, I quit. Surely R- Rotten was so much a part of the Sex Pistols aura and everything. He was. That's, that's, why, he, that's why he knew. He was like, nah, I'm gone. I'm going to be bigger than you lot. That's it. Anyway, and then he obviously had a bit of a break then and then came back with Public Image. Yes. Yeah. How long after that was the... A couple of years after the A couple Pistols. of years. And then he did... Um... Steve Jones and Paul Cook, drummer. Mm-hmm. They didn't rejoin... Uh, forces with Glenn Matlock because by that time he was in Susie and the Banshees. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. and whatever. So they formed the band, the Professionals, because that's, that's it. The Professionals, that's as yeah. they were originally known. Mm-hmm. The two of them, they always used to refer to themselves in the band or whenever any kind of crap was going on well, in the band. Come on, it, Steve Jones and Paul Cook would always just go fuck you know this band or whatever. <laughs> Turns out. The professionals are going to have to deal with it, aren't they? Well, you know. So they, refer, think, they yeah. always refer to themselves as I get that. the professionals. You get that, though, don't you? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're the musos. They're John's the guys. here playing up as usual. You've got oh, Sid here. Stupid we don't Sid, even yeah. know whether he's alive or not. He's out on the floor <laughs> with a needle sticking out his fucking arm. Fucking hell. Turns out the professionals are going to have to deal with this again. Yeah. 
And that's as it went. Well, they're literally like... Um, <laughs> you, can, you can say usually it would be like the rhythm section of the band, you know what I mean? It would be that, that like nucleus, but it was obviously... It was a running um, joke in the band. It's Jones like, and oh, Turns out the professionals are going to have to deal with this yeah. again. It's fascinating because I haven't really delved and I should watch more and, and learn more about that because of that whole just... The split up and everything. But that's really interesting. It's cool now because, like you speak, God being old and all that stuff like you're never going to have another Rolling Stones you're never going to have bands that last for 50, 60 years or whatever I don't think and so now this kind of shit in bands now will never happen again even if you can go like to 20 years after it Spice Girls five mm. girls didn't even know each other brought together by some music mm. exec wanker that put an advert in the paper or whatever mm-hmm. but you'll never have the Filth and the fury that happened with that again in a band. Um, You'll never have it. Lightning in a bottle. That's what it you is. You just won't have it, it because everything that. now, especially in the media, because it's all digital or whatever, everything is just so fucking slotted into place. So you can't have anybody going off the plan because if they do, they'll be dealt with and they'll be whatever and they'll be knocked back into line and whatever. And it's just, it's, nah. <laughs> Man, it was so much fun years ago without technology or fucking any of that bollocks. Quickly, quickly, as, and this is a quick one, just one answer, one word. Rating Air 10, Public Image Limited. Eight. Um, the Professionals, Mark out of 10 for their outlook. Nine. Output. Nine. Neurotic Outsiders. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> you can you tell I'm a Steve Jones fan? <laughs> This is probably my favourite of the three big ones. Pistols and their first and only top of the box appearance. Is that right? In 19. Well, it would have been 1977. The NME single of the year for 1977 as well. Yeah. The NME were massive supporters of the Sex Pistols. Doesn't he say, I use the NME? Yeah. In Is it in this song? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, 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 I'll use the no, that's in Anarchy in, in the UK. Anarchy in the UK, yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you can read that as enemy, or you can read it as enemy, yeah. Um, it did, this did, is pretty I, fucking... The, uh, I think it was one of the reporters from the enemy followed them around for the entire mm. time. Mm. He, was, he, he was part of the scene. Mm. The Rolling Stone in 1987... Uh, rated this album the second best of the last 20 years. Um, first, I gave Sergeant Peppers, so you're going back 67. Um, 2020. Conspiracies, 
In 2020, they named it number 73 on the 500 best albums of all time. 500 best albums of all time, okay. And uh, in 1993, NME named this the third best album of all time. Ratings-wise, this is absolutely unheard of on this podcast. All Music, 5 out of 5. Classic Rock, 10 out of 10. The Guardian, 5 out of 5. Mojo, 5 out of 5. Q, 5 out of 5. Spin Magazine, 10 out of 10. Uncut Magazine, 8 out of 10. And Robert, our mate Robert Christigau, the absolute dean of professional music, gives it an A rating. Good Lord, we've never had marks like that. Someone right, it is the best album in the world. <laughs> Critically acclaimed, but it would, it, people would have it. I'm right. Man, Chris Digo even writes a fucking more than one paragraph about it, and he does not do that for anybody. Paragraph, man, I, I don't write nothing, but I can write fucking 150 paragraphs of this shit. <laughs> have you ever heard in, um, oh, in the mid, well, no, you're talking about 98, 99. Have you ever heard Ray of Gob? Ray of Gob. Have you ever heard Ray of Gob? No. Enlighten okay. me. Okay, this is Ray of Gob. You don't write God Save the Queen because you hate the English race. You write a song like that because you love them and you're fed up with them being mistreated. Alright. Just stop the fucking spitting. I don't like being spat at. See if you can get the mix. Sex Pistols mashup. Yeah, yeah. Ray of Gob. It was apparently released as a legitimate single. Christ, did it chart? Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Madonna. She's announced she's doing a, a big con- uh, big concert. A big tour, isn't she? She's in the state of her. Wow! I mean, a, a couple of episodes on, on, on the podcast, I said I saw pictures of Madonna and she looked very young, shall we say that? But she looks like rather strange when I've seen s- subsequent pictures. She looks like she's been. Wrong. How old's Madonna now? Live Google. Oh, I can't do it because YouTube will go off. Live Google, how old Madonna is for me? She's gotta be. Voice in the background says 148. I'm going. I'm going 68. Uh, 68. Uh, I'm going uh, 64. Here we go. Here we go. Two, three. One, two, three. She is 64 years old. <laughs> <laughs> 
so this is probably going to be a, a big last big tour, I'm guessing. Have you have you heard Ozzy in the last couple of weeks? He's retired from uh, rock well, life performances. He's, he's, you know, well, yeah, it's happened to us all. Yeah. He's old. He's 74, isn't he? But, but Donna, though, the, the, the amount of like, surgery. Oh, God. She's had a lot she of shit worse done, than like Joan Rivers. Like, she's it's a, worse than that. It's he, like, ugh, oh, I don't know if it's quite worse than that. version of Joan Rivers. You know, like how fat. they always like start looking like a cat, don't they? When they yeah, have, have yes, stuff that's done. Yeah, yeah, looks yeah. like your Pete Burns and stuff. Yeah, yeah well, Pete Burns. Fucking <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> Still the best series of Big Brother ever. That was yeah, when you had was. when you had Pete Burns, yeah. George Galloway, oh, and Christ. fucking Michael Barrymore in the same house. It's only to be the cat. <laughs> Do you like that? And he's licking it. <laughs> and he worries to buy Barry Moore. He's like, pour me, pour me, pour me another drink. <laughs> That's a great impression. That's brilliant. Oh, um, don't go by the pool, Michael. <laughs> you won't know what you might find. <laughs> yeah, would you go and see Madonna on the, I don't know, the end of Madonna tour? Yeah, if I got on the guest list, yeah, I wouldn't pay for it. I bet you're talking 140 quid a ticket. Easy. Yeah? Easy on Because she's only going to be playing stadiums, isn't she? Fuck me, what, what's Alton been charging on the yeah, last tour ever, darlings? Thing, yeah. It started before Covid and yeah, 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 it'll yeah. end in about 2028, but that's yeah. the last gigs I'm ever going to do. Get out of here, I'm, I'm or I'll fucking bomb every bomb single one. Of you. I'm gonna bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. Who would you rather see, Elton or Madonna live? I think Madonna. Oh God, I was gonna say. Oh, a, I was just about. I was just gonna is. say. I think Madonna's got more tunes. But then I thought, oh, actually, uh, no, I'll stick my neck out, uh, Madonna. I still think Like a Prayer is like top 10 pop songs. I'd rather have seen Maradona, but. Maradona. Yeah, Madonna. <laughs> um, you, like that, uh, you like that mix up as well? Yeah, I like that. I remember it, but you, you've just pranged it back in the, in the uh, hard drive <laughs> that is my head. <laughs> okay, we're um, the penultimate song on the album is New York. On this song, what it's about, what it's um, yeah, was it um, a reflection on the New York scene? Was it a, a light and slant on what was going on? Yes, it's all about the scene because Pistols played in Japan, yeah, uh, and it's uh, yeah, the the reference imitation from New York is about is about Nancy. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's lots to be... Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the lyrics now, the, the, there's a lot. You, there's he, a lot there. Is he trying to um, paint Nancy as a Yoko Ono figure? Uh, all of that. Yeah. Everything he's on about the Japanese scene or whatever, because it's like, how many bands, especially punk bands or whatever, that, 
the, for whatever reason, Japan are like. Yeah, but you think know. of all the, all all those like glam rock bands as well. They were fucking massive in Japan. They, I think they just they just loved a bit of Western culture. So anything that was That's big, they embraced. Japan, yeah. Out of out of all that kind of sector, they're the most free. Of course, like go up yeah, a little bit yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. career and blah blah blah. Yes. Um, you got King Jong Rongan's part or whatever. Can't yes. do nothing. Yeah. More down down you go. Mm. They're free as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you're yeah. right. It's like Japanese. They have their own bas- What's it called? Baseball league and everything. Don't oh, they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, literally yeah, yeah. look at themselves, know exactly who they are. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, love the love the British, love the Americans. Yeah. They love a bit of Western culture. They, they want to they they, take yeah, them on board. Love it. When we love them, to be fair. <laughs> Every single Japanese person I've met, fucking yeah, yeah. cool. I've only ever met, I'll tell you what, I've only ever met I've two met really in my life. The and they years. were bang on, yeah. You look, when, you know, when football teams, now they'll go to um, like Saudi or Dubai or something like that. But they used to go to like Japan. Remember yeah, like, uh, was, yeah. the World Club Championships and they used to give them a toy after if they won and stuff. Then he could went to Japan. Grand Pass 8, yeah, weren't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they've always loved a bit of Western culture. I suppose it's a bit outside the norm. They're quite reserved, aren't they? So they like a bit of excess and stuff like that. that surely the Pistols never played any gigs in Japan, though. Yeah, they did, yeah. They played they did. Japan. Yeah. I mean, take from this, as you will, the opening mm. line... Uh, sorry, the opening... Uh, first lot of the chorus is an imitation from New York you're made in Japan from cheese and chalk you hippie tarts hero because you put on a bad show oh don't it show your next bit that comes after it still out of those pills do you remember so we've reached the uh, the last track on the album now this isn't hard EMI surely a slander against I said this to you earlier didn't I this surely was not on the original version of what they were going to do no and they th- was there another track in its place no nope. no there wasn't okay so we'll limited let- supply <laughs> let's have a little bit of this To mention earlier, and, and I forgot about it till now. Johnny Rotten's fantastic, um, his little verbal tick of doing that, rolling his arms when he does it, yeah, <laughs> in his vocal style. Um, man, they were signed, as we say, they were signed for three months to EMI, apparently, and that they were fined after the Today program. Um, well, that was with what's his name, weren't it? Yeah, Grundy. Well, Bill Grundy. Yeah, Bill yeah. Grundy. Yeah, that was the Today program. Um, they were fined after, the, sorry, fired after that, and then this is obviously their, um, I don't know, what do you say, their little coup de gras to, to, or as Johnny Rotten would say, coup de gras to EMI. 
Good song, Neil. I'll read you a little bit from uh, Wikipedia, if you don't mind. Do it. The band plays twi- played twice in December 1976 at the Electric Circus Manchester. Following the end of the tour in late December, three concerts were arranged in the Netherlands for January 1977. The band Hungover boarded a plane at London Heathrow Airport on early January 4th. A few hours later, the evening news was reporting that the band vomited and spat their way to the flight. Despite, <laughs> <laughs> I told you before, stop making me laugh. Trying to read. Despite categorical denials by the EMI rep- representative who accompanied the group, the label was under political pressure, released the band from their contract. In one journalist's later description, the Pistols had stoked a moral panic precipitating the cancellation of gigs, the band's expulsion from their EMI record deal and lurid tabloid tales of punk's shock cult. As McLaren fielded others from other labels, the band went on to the studio for a round of recordings with Goodman, their last either with him or Matlock, which meant that that was the last ah, recordings okay. that yeah, blended yeah, yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the that was the end of EMI. That was everything that they did on EMI. And then after that, Sid Vicious joins the band. So Matlock leaves, Vicious joins. Yes. Branson comes along. The, yes, this well. This I mean, is Branson's that, uh, a young guy at this point as well, isn't he? Oh, maybe uh, he'd only done. Uh, oh fucking hell! He'd got a couple of records. One of them was oh god, what's that? Stupid bloody uh, Mike Oldfield. Um, oh, was he? Was Oldfield signed? To? What's that album? Oh God, what is it? What Tubular Bells? Tubular Bells. That's the one. Oh yeah, is that, that was yeah. that was the first ah. Virgin Records. Oh, was thing. it? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. that no, that was it. He'd done that, and there was another one, and then the Pistols was like, yeah. So Branson comes along, and there was there was always stories as well when the album was going to be put out. Record stores were promoing it by putting the, the, the poster you've got there, never mind the bollockses, the Sex Pistols, and it was like, oh, it's obscene. You can't be putting out posters like this. There was even stories about police going to record stores and ordering them to cover up the word Try bollocks. To censor it, yeah. Put a piece of paper in front of that. You can't do that. Cover up the word bollocks. There was a... Oh, fucking hell. I should have wrote down where this record store was, but it was a record store somewhere. I'm sure it was in the north of England. It may have been Nottingham. And this was the one that the, um, the TV shows and everything focused in on. And he was basically saying, yeah, the police are coming in. I'm covering them up. As soon as they're going out, I'm uncovering them again. And it went to trial where the police were saying he was being indecent and Branson bankrolled his court case against the against the constabulary. And it, yeah, it's the first ever record to have a swear word on the title on the front cover on the actual uh, yeah. on the actual title. The one thing is, oh, McLaren is an absolute genius. The whole controversy creates cash thing and all that kind of stuff is just man, you know. John Lydon wouldn't agree with you on that one. He'd, he'd, <laughs> well, yeah, documented, yeah. Just after the McLaren, England manager thing, that he made reference, what did he say? Uh, I see Steve McLaren has just become the England manager. We used to have a McLaren as a manager. He was a cunt too. <laughs> <laughs> we never said, did we, about um, um, John Lydon in post Sex Pistols career 
Um, he obviously went on to do, man, and I believe that reading on Lion, he lost a bit of faith with the uh, with the punk faithful when he started doing the Lurpak adverts. Uh, by that time, it was it was all it was. It's filthy lucre, man. It's well, obvious. Yeah, it's I get it. I lucre. get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you can't... you got to pay the fucking bills, motherfucker. 20 yeah. years on since yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Of course, he's doing adverts. Of course, he's going on. I'm a celebrity. We've all got to fucking eat. Yeah. We've all got to work. We've we? all got a mortgage to pay. Well, he <laughs> exactly. might not, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Probably not now. Yeah. He's, got, he's definitely got a lifestyle fund. Yeah, yeah. At one point, he had, to, he had a mortgage on his place in California or wherever he lives. And then, what year was it that he went into I'm a Celebrity? Oh, you got to be talking like 2000. 2000 no, nah, it was after that. It was that. only like, it was like late 2000, I think. It was only like the second or third yeah. one. Um, an, an absolutely great I'm a Celebrity series because you've got like Katie Price. Was that the one with oh, Peter yeah, Andre? Price, yeah, Peter Andre. Yeah. yeah. And I always, the bit that always sticks in my mind is where he, ref, he refused to refer to Katie Price as a person and he referred to her as it. It doesn't do anything. It just yeah. sits there. It just wants to be fed. That was from the thing that, that he was putting that on her. She's like, oh, I'm Katie Price. And it's like, well, if you open up a newspaper, you're Jordan. So yeah, who are yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way he is, isn't it? I suppose he, the he, he looks and stroke at, he looks at everything and just completely expands it. Yeah. And asks questions on every single thing that he perceives as not accurate or right. And he was um, he was voted out on I'm a Celebrity through the series. And when he came out, he refused to do his interview, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. As we we spoke off yeah, air before, yeah, that yeah. was all it all boiled down to one day. He knew he was being kicked out anyway, and it was it was the thing. It was like, okay, no problem at all. Can you just let me know if my uh, wife has landed safely or whatever? Blah blah blah. blah. It's filmed in Australia. Yes, and the only reason he was he, he had so many concerns about that is because his wife um, uh, and himself were were due to go on the same flight, uh, the Lockerbie. Flight, 87, 88? I think 87, 88, yeah. 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 They were due to go on that flight. They didn't get Why on for whatever reason. Why were they going on reason. that flight? Or was he Just going back home. Yeah. They were going back home. I don't know why, no, I don't know why they were in Scotland. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it was one of those things. It was like, right, we need to get back home. Uh, we can't get a flight from Manchester or fucking whatever. The only flight is from Scotland, Glasgow Airport. Mm. I'm, I'm mm. taking it, went from. I don't know. Was so it the flight from Scotland that was coming south, was it? That flight? I don't know. I'd... No, I'm going it. to America. It's from Glasgow Airport to oh, America somewhere. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously <laughs> that happened. Uh, they were meant to be on it. Didn't get the flight. So he said to the producers, "Obviously, you know all the shit about me. Can you just tell me whether she's there? We can't give you any information about the outside world. You signed the contract or whatever." So he was just like, oh, "Fuck off, let me go." And that was it. But the other side of the coin is he's, a, he's an abrasive bastard, and he's right abrasive. It, that's it, that's the exact. <laughs> And, and like you, I, I don't know exactly how you feel about him. But he is a fucking wanker, isn't he, as well? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Do you get? Do you agree with that? I love the bloke, to be fair. Yeah, I know. You love it. Like, I love Liam Gallagher, but I know he's a fucking wanker as well. You, do you understand what I'm saying he's one, of the, he's one of them people, if I ever met him, he'd probably say something and I'd be disappointed and go, oh, God, yeah, I fucking yeah. love you, Ardy. Yeah, you yeah, had to yeah, do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. had to disappoint me. That's what I mean. And, but I think Lydon, even more so, is the kind of guy who would go out of his way to try and do that. 
Yeah, of course. Because he's, he's, he's a protagonist. In 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 wrestling, they have a thing called kayfabe. Yeah, where you're always on stage. You're always your character. And I think Lydon likes that, doesn't he? I'm always this character. I'm Johnny Rotten as well. Yeah, yeah. I've got a character on so I'm, yeah. I'm Ning. On this stage, is, I'm Ning. Yeah. Right here, yeah. right now, I'm this Neil. Is my, this is my gimmick. Yeah, this yeah. is what I'm selling to the masses. Persona, mate. Yeah, that's it. It's so yeah. easy to have a persona. Yeah. So all yeah. musicians want to be actors anyway. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, easy yeah. to have, yeah. have, a, have a persona. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Alter ego, that's slightly different. That's more psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> when we're talking about the Sex Pistols' place in music, what do you think they are? Let me just give a little bit. I think they're really important. I think they came around at a time where uh, a kick up the arse was probably needed, and they provided something different for the masses. And music usually connects with connects with. That kind of age, that youth, that kind of uprising stuff, yeah. The world, the world now is crying out for an artist like this, who could do something, you won't have who it, could uh, make a change. I've said it before, you won't have it. But did people then think you'd have it? That's this, what I'm saying. This won't happen again. It'll never happen again. Yeah. Well, not, not to this kind of extent, mate. You'll have your bands that last for years, and this, that, they are. I mean, fucking hell, bad religion. They're, they're coming up for fifty years, or well, they're not far behind bloody. Uh, Rolling Stones were Jif, not Sif. Who? They've been going for over <laughs> twenty years, so it's like you know what I mean. But the whole thing, this will never ever happen again. It just won't. Even individually, you won't get the. You just won't get it because it's like it'll be. Ah, uh, yeah, seen that before. So yeah, seen that. Seen in, that in their original run. They um, they played. We said they played seven shows in the US. All time they've played two hundred and fifty-two gigs ever. Yeah, which is not a lot for this kind of status, this kind of status of band, is it? Who who are their like contemporaries of of? You've got to say bands like Nirvana. Um, the Beatles kind of transcend, don't I'll they? just go to a quick reference while they were on that yeah. tour, and obviously Sid was playing bass by that point. Of course, the Americans, they're, they're well up for a fucking scrap, aren't they? And this, that, the other. So, that was the thing. Have you seen the images of him playing? And he's, he's, he's obviously... Um, he started off, started wearing the, the T-shirt with the arms cut off with the Nazi uh, uh, sign on it, and this, that, the other. That's iconic. That's Vivian Westwood. That, that They were flogging yeah. them tops in, in sex the shop yeah yeah um so but when they went on that on that tour in america that was the first time that he properly he was the bass player is or whatever and it by this point he was thinking oh i'm gonna i'm sid vicious not only am i a sex pistol i'm sid vicious yeah yeah so yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he was already thinking he'd looked at john and seen his success as an individual and thought oh, i can be better than that so anyway he's playing by this point uh bare-chested and he's literally just like fucking picking up pieces of smashed bottle that have been lobbed on the stage and he's slashing himself. This that, the other. So skip forward to the nineties, early nineties. Yeah. You've got a man <laughs> who still hasn't been found, Richie Edwards. 
Yeah, Manish, yeah, Richie, Richie Manic. Who, Richie Manic update. Who, uh, oh, what was his name from Radio 1? Uh, the DJ was in, interviewing him. Oh, um, the guy with Joe Wiley. Um, yeah. Steve Lamack. Well, thank you very yeah, much. Steve Lamack. Steve Lamack asked him, yeah. are you for real? Are you for real? And yeah. he went, I'll show you what's for real. Yeah, <laughs> and he carved for real into his Did arm. a Sid Vicious. Yeah. So by yeah, that yeah. point, you'd got people. Yeah, yeah. 20, well, what? I, not even that fucking hell 10 years 15 yeah. years on people already showing traits of pistols type behaviour there what the hell was that that was my can cracking <laughs> Christ <laughs> it's like a firework <laughs> um, they have an amazing legacy yeah, I, I, I mentioned Nirvana earlier. Cobain would have been quoted as saying they were one of his favourite bands, and Nevermind the Bollocks was one of his favourite albums. Numerous bands and artists throughout the age have said the Sex Pistols. Um, as I said, all them glam rock, even like the the crew guys, they all fucking loved the Sex Pistols and all their antics and all the stuff they were doing. The amount of exploring as a guitarist I've done over the years, tried to get better. I've, I've been a better guitarist than what I am right now and everything, but I've literally just studied Steve Jones. I've found my level. I'm literally every GIF practice, so one of the first thing I'll do on my guitar, I'll just go, don't, don't know, which is just the end of a pistol's tune. It's just that, that's my little guitar test. Is it working? Bow, bow. <laughs> yeah, it is. Is it an exercise, Ian? <laughs> Simplicity working. Yes, that's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. I say to PK all the time when we're writing stuff in GIF, I'm like, "Fuck, check this fucking riff, I'm at. Check how easy this is to play." And it, and it's like, and PK just his face just lights up, and he's just like, "That's a Steve Jones riff, that is all day long." And he's just straight away, he's like, he's just going, "Oh yeah, but yeah, we've yeah. got a, we've got a connection. It's great." And then sign Les just bounce off it. It's brilliant what we've got going on. I'm, I'm going to come to you in a second for this question that I'm going to say now because obviously all the time on this podcast we rate the albums with a grace now just hold your thought for a second <laughs> well, just fucking hold your thought for a second um, as I said I heard this album years ago I've heard it the big songs intermittently I've always heard coming back to it this week listening to them I'll freely admit that like 20 years ago I probably thought to myself fucking Sex Pistols, you know what I mean? There ain't much to them. But listening to them this week, yeah, I have grown a bit of a new uh, a new affection and a new thing for them. And looking at the stuff that they've spawned and looking at the bands who've copied them. And were they the first fucking example? Not the first example, actually. Were they? Oh, 4-2. Four 4-2. Two. Four two. <laughs> They're not the first example of a manufactured band, but I really would say, to a certain extent, they are a manufactured band. Yeah. Yeah? But, taking all that into account, there is. Half of the songs on here are are really good top-class songs. It does dip a bit in the middle for me. Just quickly, it goes back to Malcolm McLeod and the original idea. Have you seen that advert that he originally put out? This is an A, this is a G, this is a D... Now former band? No, Have no, you never no, seen no, that? no, yeah. no, 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 no. Did you no. put an advert out? Actually, before I give my guy... That's like a thing in the punk game or whatever. Everyone knows that. Obviously, you won't know that, but everyone in the punk game knows that. This is this is an A, this is a G, this is a D. Like, fucking hell, you, you, you're already in the undertones by playing that. 
<laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, it's style. It, there's so much style over substance here. Style? That's what it's, it is. It's the so much style over substance, but there actually is substance to like a lot of this stuff. 20 years ago, I would have said, fuck me, this is an A. It's not an A, man. Um, it's a... For me, and, and Ning is going to fucking hate this. But Are you writing this in terms of uh, total music, uh, like quality, ability, in terms of the individual? Every yeah. single one I'm, of them. I'm giving it like my own rating, obviously, but there is a bit of a fucking snooty thing to it, yeah. For me, it's a. It's. It's a C plus. Yeah. Okay, just, it's, just bo- it's bordering again. on a B minus. It's a C plus. Let's go through. Let's go through the the band and yeah. let's start with the with the drum the drummer. How do you rate Paul Cook? I'll be honest. Recently, I did the Arctic Monkeys album. Yeah, the first album. And he's and done lots of shit over the years. Like for example, he's the drummer on Edwin Collins. Never met a girl I didn't like know that. you before. Yeah, no, he's drummer on that. that. He's done no. loads. So so. The thing I can compare it to is that Arctic Monkeys album. The, the drummer really stood out there because I thought, fuck me, that drummer knows what he's doing. With this Sex Pistol, that didn't stick out. The thing that stuck out to me was Rotten's vocals and the, the lead guitar. Yeah. It's the drummer that- at the Arctic Monkeys, the only band he's ever been in is the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get all that. Crazy. I, I, it's... The guitar sound of this, yeah, is the thing that I think has, has passed on through years and years and years and years. It's a thing that's lived on. It's the thing which has made punk a thing. To me, you you can... My, my Sorry, completely... I'm getting distracted by the music in the background. It sounds like Rick and Morty. <laughs> no. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> so for me, it's a C+, plus, it's a B-, minus. I'm somewhere between them. I will settle on a C+, plus, but, you know, it's fucking... That's high praise for me on this podcast. I know Neil's going to go for a fucking A or an A+. Plus. Okay, so we've got... You've commented on Paul Cook, drummer. Yeah. Same, same kind of comments for me. Solid, standard, punk drummer. Couldn't wish for anything yeah. better. So uh, we'll go Glenn Matlock um, on bass. Now, imagine if Glenn had have actually played on the album, so it wasn't so standard. It would have been better. So just a quick rating of Glenn Matlock, even though you don't really know oh, who he no, is. No, no, blah, no, blah, no, blah, no. Blah. I, what I know of Glenn, Glenn Matlock, um, he's done good stuff on this. I remember back in the day you playing in the Neurotic Outsiders album, and it's fucking solid. I'll be honest, that'd be a really interesting album to do as a as a podcast because Just do a deep dive into that. Yeah. That is Steve Jones, uh, Duff McKayan uh, from Guns N' Roses. Uh, oh fucking hell, what's the drummer's name? Uh, I don't know who the drummer is. I don't know. I don't. Know. Shit, I forgot his name. The drummer from uh, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> oh, uh, um, sorry. not the original no. one. Not Stephen Adler. The other no, fucker. not Adler. Sorum. Yeah, Matt Sorum. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, to finish off the lineup, Matt you couldn't write this. <laughs> <laughs> the bass player from Duran Duran. <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't write it, could you? Supergroup, as they called it. That is a fucking supergroup. Supergroup. Sex Pistols, Guns N' Roses, Duran Duran. Actually, we'll have to do that. Pencil it in. We'll do, yeah, we'll do yeah. a deep dive it's into really New Rotter Outsiders. It's a really and that, interesting course, album. That was actually. the year of the Sex Pistols reunion. That's yeah, when New Rotter yeah, Outsiders yeah, 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 were... Yeah. were yeah. Doing the rounds, yeah. So right, okay, uh, right. We've done the basics. So uh, how do you write Steve Jones as a guitarist? Yeah. Oh, oh, 
it's not that I think he's a great guitarist, but I think... <sighs> clever? Really clever. You know, Slash has got a fucking sound. Yeah, and but Slash is probably a better guitarist. But Steve Jones has got a sound. And he's got a sound that has really passed on and people have wanted to do that. I like that. that. Slash has yeah. got a sound and yeah. Steve Jones has got a sound. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I quite like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, That's good. There's, there's, there's a handful of guitarists who've got a sound and mm. I'd put Steve Jones in that. Definitely in that thing, yeah. Yeah. What are you giving it? Go on, give it the grade. Go on. I know you want to Oh, just quickly. Yeah, well, on, I know you spoke on, about it. Right, Lydon. What are you saying? Oh, he's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there was one thing about the band, if they had a different singer, I'd probably rate it higher. <laughs> but, but yeah, but for what they were trying to do at the time and what they were trying to accomplish, and realistically, they were trying to be abrasive, nasty motherfuckers. And Lydon... Fits that Height. perfectly. That's what it was. Height. For the band. Like, if they would have had, um, what's his name? Ronnie James Dio singing on Sex Pistols songs, it wouldn't have been this. If they would have Did- Phil Collins singing on this, it wouldn't have been this. Just going back to again, yeah. as, we were, as we were probably about two hours ago, we are. getting back to Vivian Westwood, the whole hate and destroy. That was what it was all about. It works establishment. Oh God, anarchy has not changed. We've still got now, we've got grown men like me still being anarchists because they hate the establishment. <laughs> they hate them. That's as it was back then. And as we all know now, it's not the establishment. Yeah. It's not even them. It's the fucking elite that make the fucking decisions. So we've yeah, gone on yeah, to another yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. Hate the fucking lot of them. And that's why I'm still an anarchist because I just hate the elite. Hate them. I don't hate anything apart from them fuckers, man. I love everyone apart from them. Anyway, back over to you, Mr. President. Give it a grade, give it a grade. What? A plus? Yeah, there, that's what I was waiting for. The first ever A plus on the fucking podcast. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming from. It's always going to be. Is there any better than A plus? No, I mean, A plus. You can have A plus well, plus A star, I suppose. Yeah, I'll have to stick him a star as well, the fuckers. And one last thing before um, before we head off. I asked um, when I've been driving around. I ask Apple Music or oh, Apple Music playing. Never mind the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. And she'll say to me, "Here's Never mind the bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols." She'll say bollocks, yeah, but she won't say, "Come on, feel the noise." She'll say, "Beep on, feel the noise" by Slade or Oasis. So, because come, they won't. She won't say come, but she'll say bollocks. What's her name? Siri. She fucking loves the come. No, she hates the come, but she and, loves the bollocks. I'm sorry, but the the the, the word obviously come. C O M E. No, it's E D spelt C U M on the track. What is what? Come on, feel the noise. What was Slade? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's spelt C U M. Yeah, it's not. But ain't that like an abbreviation? Yeah, I suppose so. Come feel the no- come on, feel the noise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like C U M dash O N. Come mm. on, yeah. come on, fi- yeah. 
She won't say cool. Oh, my God. Right, let, let him think about that for a second. No, if you brain's melted. I if hate you want to get in touch with us, <laughs> drop me an email. Drop us an email. Jukeboxpod at gmail.com. Get in touch with the personal Jukebox podcast. You can follow the show Facebook. Follow the Facebook page. Follow the Instagram page. I've asked you for the last few episodes. Leave us a review. Apple Music or Spotify are super, super important for that kind of thing. The show is now, for the past couple of weeks, it's been available on Amazon Music for the first time. Google Podcasts as well. So it's out there, man. There's everywhere. If you're listening to this, you already know that anyway. Ning, thank you very much. This is this episode's been a long time coming, but it's um, it's been a good one. Brilliant. Best one, best one I've ever done. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you have a, a song that you'd like to play out with? Uh, yes, please. Okay, yeah. What, what, my what good friend play? Paulie Kelly, uh, which yeah. uh, is the person re- responsible for being in this mess. Uh, at the age of 13 years old, I went round his house one day. Um, we were going out on our mountain bikes, and I, uh, all right, PK, how you doing? Bought any vinyl lately? And he went, yeah. Got me a copy of Nevermind the Bollocks. And I went, oh, I remember these, I remember this, I remember seeing this album. Uh, stick it on. He put it on, and my life has been the way it has been as a result of that. <laughs> so you can either celebrate it. So you're it, blaming him you, for this. You can yeah? either celebrate it or you can blame it. I'm doing a 50 50 version both. of both. <laughs> Love you, PK. Love you. But you had to play me this fucking record, didn't you? <laughs> Dear Psych, please can you <laughs> fix it for me? Now then, <laughs> to now play then. My, my, my friend Paul. Uh, we've done a record in my recording studio in one of my spare bedrooms. It's it's a Sex Pistols cover. It's from the great rock and roll swindle. Rock and roll swindle? Uh, yes, the rock and roll swindle, uh, which is obviously the whole thing of the Pistols. That's Malcolm McLaren's thing. And it it was, is, that yeah. was what he started out to do, a rock and roll swindle. So let's yeah. praise Malcolm McLaren for yeah. that. Full credit, he actually accomplished it with the Sex Pistols, McLaren, didn't he? And he, oh God, when did he die? Last year, yeah, mm. last year. Oh, he only died last year? Yeah, last yeah. year. And then it, Vivian Wester was last year, just for Christmas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. they were never married, they were just boyfriend and girlfriend, got two kids together. Were they really? Yeah, whoa, yeah whoa, they were whoa, never whoa, married. Whoa. I didn't realise yeah, that, they neither. Married. Yeah, really? They were, yeah. No, well, I didn't yeah, realise that married. at all. There was, there was... Yeah, they were together quite a number of years, but they never got married. This all died, this. But did you hear Paco Rabanne died yesterday yes, or the day before? Right, I never knew that McLaren and Westwood were uh, married. <sighs> crazy no shit. No shit, okay. There's something I've learned. No, another little fact I learned the yeah. other day. Hugo Boss. Yeah. Right. It was a question of like a pub quiz. What, uh, what country is uh, Hugo Boss, the clothing manufacturer, originate from? Oh, and I just hell. went, I just went, oh, Italy, all day long. Hang on, let me have a guess. Let me have a guess. Let God. me have a guess. Uh, Hugo Boss, um, Germany. Correct, Mungo. Really? because no, I would have said Italy. Yeah. Do you know what the first uh, the first clothes they produced were? No. The German army uniform. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the fucking um, what's it called? What's it called? The thing that happened to the Jews. <laughs> Oh dear. Holocaust. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit this bit. No, 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 no. I'm going to edit no, this bit out. No, no I am. I am bit. actually going to edit this. Right, he's picked the rock and roll swindle. Here we go. Me and Pink hated this. He wants to do a solo album. 
I've just recently bought a load of stuff in the studio. It's complete now. So I recorded this, uh, and this is the first song that I've ever mastered proper. Uh, so yeah, enjoy. All rights reserved, Sex Pistols, I think. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed the episode, and I'll see you in two weeks' time. Oh, 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 oh